Good evening and welcome back to Beacon. I am joined here with the Streampunks and tonight is episode two of our Alien RPG live play here. Before we kick things off, we got a couple announcements to throw at you guys. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start um, by, <laughs> by pointing out that the only reason why you didn't hear a pun just now is because Sam was chewing. Otherwise there would have been a joke about me throwing things at people, I'm sure of it. Um, let me go ahead and start with some of the quick announcements. Uh, the big ones are this week, the Streampunks are going to be a part of Fleet Week, which is taking place on Star Trek Online's channel. Uh, Sam DeLev is going to be moderating a panel with me, Bonnie, and uh, Lisa Pearl. Um, our new game master for Clear Skies, which will be coming up. And maybe there'll be some information about Clear Skies. I don't know. I'm not the game master anymore of that game. You're going to have to talk to her. All right, so that's going to be October 15th at 3 p.m. this Saturday. Um, and tune in, because it makes us look good. Uh, the next thing I have to announce, too, is tomorrow night, Sam, Caitlin, and I are going to embark on the next chapter of our Jedi Shadows game that we run for our coffee supporters of the companion level on higher. This takes place over on our Discord server. Uh, this is going to be available VOD, so if you don't, if you don't get to watch it live, don't sweat it. Um, but to give you a quick background check on what that game is, Jedi Shadows, I believe we've actually officially named it Shadows of the Fallen Order. And what that game is, is it follows follows the exploits of two Jedi shadows who are fleeing the empire during the time of the inquisitors. So uh, this follows a little bit of beta canon in the idea that there are Jedi shadows as presented in the fantasy flight RPG of star Wars and kind of follows these two as they try to survive on the own. It is linked to our, uh, our fundraiser campaign that we did. We did a one shot where our, we were introduced to Caitlin's character who may or may not have appeared in the final episode of Ember Squad. I don't know anything about that. Um, and uh, definitely check it out. That's going to be tomorrow night. Those are my announcements. Does anybody else have any announcements before, we sh before I do my final spiel and then hand it off to whoever wants to say the last word? Uh, I can I can say some stuff. Um, yes, please say some stuff. For the rest of this month, in addition to being here on Monday nights, uh, I'm going to be streaming two other games, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Tuesday nights is going to be The Few and The Cursed, which is a uh, cowboy-style RPG. And that's going to be over on Saving Throw. And then Wednesday nights, we're going to be finishing up the Mutant Year Zero four shot that we've been playing. And that's over at Demiplane. And yeah, those are both in the evenings, Pacific time. Don't ask me the exact time. Just go to my Twitter. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. All right. Um, we ha I announced it last week, but we have uh, the, the Thin Places radio podcast that I am producing uh, with my dear friend Kit. Uh, is uh, We have our, our first official trailer went up. We have our release date has been announced. So October 28th, you can expect uh, definitely more than one episode of, of Thin Places Radio. So if you go to at Thin Places Radio on Twitter, um, you can see the trailer, which I am super proud of. You will hear uh, Jake's voice in it, not once, but twice, and because he had just an incredible phone call. But there is a... Uh, it's a, a paranormal kind of call helpline. So that number is real. It is a real voicemail box that you can call and talk to the host about uh, all of your your uh, oddities uh, in in your day to day. I guess some people might have more than others. I don't know. Um, but that that is up, and I'm so excited about it. And the video is really cool, and all of the music is awesome. So go check that out. That's my only announcement. <laughs> Sweet. Anything else? Um. 
this month I will I'll be launching a new show on my channel called The Green Room where we interview uh, where we interviewed the entire cast of some of your favorite actual plays. Uh, this Sweet. month we're going to be starting with The Atomless. Uh, looking forward to that. And next week you can catch me making a quick appearance over at Game Hole Con. Uh, I'll say hi. Say hi to me, but also I'll be weird, so just accept that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anybody else? Okay. Well, then I have a few things before I'm going to just launch. And uh, the big important things, too, are as a quick shout out. Thank you to our sponsors tonight. The episode you're about to see is brought to you by Demiplane. So a big thank you to Demiplane for supporting the Stream Punks. If you would like to support the Stream Punks, please consider subscribing to QTimes and visiting the bit.ly links that you're going to be seeing pop up for the Demiplane website. The Alien Nexus is now live and in early access. It's also worth noting to celebrate the launch of the Demiplane uh, Alien Nexus, we are also going to be giving away a code tonight to one of the lucky viewers here in our ox crew uh this code will give you full free access to early well to the early access of demi play nexus um the upcoming announce i think the upcoming core books that they have over there right now is the colonial marines book which is amazing and then heart of darkness i believe is going to be the next one that's coming out and those are going to be releasing pretty soon so definitely get over there and check it out uh before i hand things off i do want to point out that they may have thought that they are going to avoid this tonight it is not happening their birthday is in two days i'm going to point at them i'm going to spotlight them i'm going to make a loud noise about it i'm going to try and just get the entire internet to look at sam delev and ignore knowledge that their birthday is in two days uh so if you would please inundate sam's social media feeds with happy birthdays and well wishes and thank them for everything that they do and everything that they are and remind them that everybody in the whole fucking world loves them if you would please that would be accurate and most welcome um that's all i have sam did you have anything you wanted to say um, I want to, I was going to, um, mm -hmm. because the longer I spend doing announcements, um, the less, uh, we do the show, which is, um, probably not the point, but, uh, in the moment it kind of, it kind of, kind of, kind of, October was a mistake. <laughs> October was a mistake. And I feel like last episode, um, we got a bunch of health potions and a save point. And that never means good things. So... Um, I'm feeling some kind of way. Let's call <laughs> it excited. Oh, I'm so sorry to steal your thunder. I just realized I have a personal announcement that I'm terrible at. I'm terrible at these. I'm going to bookmark and just say, uh, also tickets went on sale for my table at D&D in the castle today. So if anyone's interested in, in, in getting to that, completely forgot about that. Okay. That being said, let's capitalize on Sam's total sense of calm and get into tonight's chapter of Beacon.
were gazing down a column of light that was shining into a dark corridor. What you could tell down here is that the the station has been unattended on this level for some time. You've all been warned that Beacon's lower levels were unpowered. And you were anticipating the darkness when the door opened. But of course, what may come as a bit of a surprise, especially for those who have not spent a lot of time on an unpowered station, is how complete the darkness is down here. Where the beam of light shines from your shoulder lamps ends, there is nothing. It takes a few moments for when those doors open in front of you that you can see through the haze what looks like about 10 feet from you a hatchway or a door, like a secondary door that's been closed that gains access to the deck itself. Uh, looks like maybe just your standard issue like blast door after the elevator door. A small corridor that has a few access points and a few open panels with these metal sheets that have just been pulled off the wall and gently laid aside. Organized. But the door in front of you, which indicates that you have arrived on D-Deck, life support. You can see the words spray painted, kind of scrubbed off, scraped off from passage of time, the constant opening and closing of the door. You can also see the Siegson Company logo and the old name of the station kind of mostly rubbed away. The Z being the only letter that is still visible. And of course, the ambient noise of the station. You were all down here because of a mystery that has begun to unfold. You've all learned that on a few occasions, Beacon staff has come down to the lower decks in order to assess the situation with the station. Beacon Station is old. It was purchased from Siegson. It has not been refitted in any way. And apparently when the staff abandoned the station however many years ago, they left it in a pretty disarrayed state. Everything from D-Deck down is apparently in total darkness and without power. This has been a big problem, particularly because life support is on this deck. B-Deck is the cargo deck, which has the medical center, the workshops, the cargo bay, the main airlock, and the colonial marshal's office. And then there's C-Deck, which is the main concourse deck. The widest part of the station uh, that's not the cargo area that is designed to accommodate people who are setting up gallerias, restaurants, anything for living spaces and commerce. And then, of course, at the very bottom of the station is ADEC, the engineering platform, which is where the fusion reactor and, and auxiliary fuel tanks are kept for vessels that are coming through here. Mother has no information about the status of these decks because apparently the computer systems from that deck down have been largely cut off from the mainframe. They are only giving her sporadic data. It's a bad situation. None of this though is the main reason why you're down here. You're down here because somebody, somebody very important on the station was attacked during their last foray into the darkness. Dr. Skylar Khan was down here with 
a reconnaissance team trying to assess what supplies were left behind and what is still available. Part of one of the many teams that have been sent down here to try to discover what the status is of the station, what the power situation is down here, what repairs need to be made. She returned from that reconnaissance with a serious head injury, which originally was listed as an accidental fall, but which your own Dr. Albrecht has managed to uncover was in fact someone had struck her over the back of her head in order to keep things quiet so that the station does not panic. You have all been sent down here with the exception of the doctor, of course, to uncover what it is that's happening down here. And if there is somebody lurking or if it was one of the team members that Dr. Albrecht was with, the station security's chief, Asli Mirani, has followed you all down here. She is with you all right now as the doors have opened. Her lamp switches on, and you all see this darkened corridor. The double doors ahead of you. And maybe, to some worry, she reaches down. You hear a clipping sound as she unbuttons her holster and she pulls her gun and takes the safety off. Just keeps it pointed down with her finger off the trigger. And she just exhales and says, <sighs> she does not step out of the elevator for a second. She just stands there for a minute and just, <sighs> all right. I'll take point. And she reluctantly steps out and moves over to the doors. And one by one, you each follow. By the way, you do have an open comms right now to Director Varela, who is currently topside in her office and is monitoring you guys. However, there are no cams. There are no shoulder cams right now. So she is audio only. And so, Security Chief Marani narrates what she is doing for Varela as she moves down the corridor and comes to a stop. She is coming to the, I guess, the entryway door. Was this closed last time I was down here? You hear Varela say, is it closed? She says, yeah. I don't remember this door being closed. Did any of the team close it? She goes, hold on, I'm going to check. Marani looks back at everyone and just waits patiently after a few moments pass. And then you hear Varela's voice over your all's calm saying, Varela, I just checked in. Nobody closed that door on their way out. Great. All right, great. Well, has anybody logged any moves down here? Has anybody else used the lift? Checking with mother. Then you hear Baker's voice. Marani, I just checked with Mother. No one has been logged coming down there, and I haven't seen any of station staff PDT chips using any kind of lift on the way down. <sighs> Copy that. She goes, okay. 
I'm going to access the door. She goes over to the control panel, looks at everybody for a second, flips it open. You see a keypad punch. She just punches in her ID, and there's a bit of a flickering. And she goes, you're fucking kidding me. Like, it's bad enough I'm going into a situation where I might die, but it's not giving me access. It makes me look like I'm excited to get in there. I'm not excited. I just want to get in the fucking door. She presses the button a couple of more times. Preston, I can't get into this fucking door. Is anybody available to open this for me? Can you do a system override from upstairs? We don't have access to the power systems down there. Mother's not connected to the mainframes. You're going to have to do it yourselves. Great. Anybody out here, an engineer? She looks back at everybody. And then she looks directly at you. The synthetic. Standing amongst everybody. Isaac, she just kind of nods to you and says, What do you say, Isaac? I am engineered. I am not an expert in the field. Do you think you can get this door open? I can try. She takes a step back. Well. I'll take a moment. Look at the door. Is there a good place to uh, fit my hands for a good pull? There is a, looks like an emergency auxiliary handle access that if you oh. can just slide open kind of like a sheath that is on the side of the doors and gain access to them. Um, there are essentially handles on both sides. All right. I'm going to, I will look back uh, over my shoulder first at the soldier very quickly. I was okay. around when she said that she was a contact, I believe. Uh, so it's a uh, look of, uh, uh, am I doing this right? Am I about to break something irreparably? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me just look at, let me just take a look at that before you brute force it. I'm gonna um, hold her holster, holster my pistol. And I have my rifle slung on my back too, by the way. Ooh, okay, hold up. So we should point that out. Yeah. Because oh, I can't everyone fully... else. Okay, so the Marine showed up with a pulse <laughs> rifle. Mm -hmm. um, there is an assault rifle on Martha's back. She is uh, geared up. Doesn't yeah. look like you're fooling around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They Good said to somebody know. was down here knocking out doctors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not messing around. Yeah, here. that's your call. You get to decide when you pull that baby out. It is strapped <laughs> to your back. All right, so you move up to the console unit then. Yes. Isaac's I, standing next to you. Yeah, I. so I take a look at, uh, yeah, what am I seeing? Uh, yeah, what am I seeing? So it looks like a very analog-looking console. There are old push-button numbers that are listed on the side of it along with a card slot insert and a very primitive looking data readout that lists how much power the door has and what's going on um, you'll have to use your comtech if you want to figure out what the problem is it yeah. looks like the console has power the display uh, okay. does flicker a little bit okay yeah i'd like to do a, a comtech roll i also have my tools on me mm -hmm. not sure if i'll need them yet but um you can know yeah, I think actually your that that uh, that nifty little gadget you have will come in handy here. Also, I totally forgot my talent is doors. Yes. 
I think you. I think <laughs> I you. I think you actually literally specialize in breaching rooms. <laughs> yes, I so. do. I I forgot. Martha forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally, Martha was like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is what I do. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the most um, genre-savvy talent I've ever heard of for a TBT RPG. Literally, there's yeah. a, it's called Bypass. Um, mm -hmm. I get a plus two com tech for my door, for anything to having to do with doors. Uh, okay. Colonial Marines knows what's up. They know what the deadliest enemy available to the Marines <laughs> are. It's not Xenos. When you're trying to get away from a scary thing, you want to be able to close the door. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Okay. So you pull out your device. It is about the almost the length of your forearm, and you see what looks like uh, a heavy-looking data pad, also with analog-looking styled buttons, but a technical readout. And it looks like it comes with a cord that just pulls off the end and plugs right into the console itself. It looks like it has a universal port plug-in. Just clicks right in. The moment it clicks in, you see... Uh, the data readouts indicating that it has made connection. Okay, so far so good. So, um, I'm going to have you make your Comtech check here. Okay. So don't forget to add all of the bonuses you get. You should get some considerable bonuses here. You yes. should get, I believe your your equipment will give you a plus two, is that right? Yes, the the um, Siegson, the SSD device gives me plus mm -hmm. two. Bypass gives me another plus two. So plus four dice for this roll. And then it's this is like my highest thing yeah. that I can do. So this is going to be okay. quite large. So, so wits yeah, and comtech. It's so like all my all D6s that I have here. Yeah. <laughs> roll <laughs> all those dice. You just need a six to succeed. Okay. More sixes are a good thing. I dropped a D6. Oh, Floor dice. Oh no, I dropped another one when I picked up the other one. Okay. I see at least one six. Okay. Two sixes. Two sixes. Yeah, two sixes. Okay. The connection is established and you immediately start getting data feedback. It's handy that this is a Siegson device that you're using on a Siegson door because it seems like there is a software language that they understand. As the device begins to feed data back to your your handheld unit, Martha, you see that the device is currently in a safety lockdown mode mm -hmm. for environmental reasons. It's detecting air pressure and everything on the other side of the door is perfectly fine. Okay. And it's not giving you a temperature readout, but it looks like what is on the other side of the door is, at least atmospherically, is sustainable and not dangerous but there's no other information as to why this door will not open. It could be just a circuit. Could be just a jammed door. Okay. Um, would I it, think, uh, I think actually, cause you got two successes. I think I'm going to give you a little bit more information here. Okay. On top of that, it's at about that point because you are looking down at the handheld unit where you start to notice that there are large puddles of water that have gathered on the corners of the walkway. Hmm. Looks like there's a lot of moisture in here. That's weird. Um, uh, Chief Masani, is that She's... normal? Marani looks at it and goes, Murani. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm not an engineer. And Varela on the comm say, well, don't keep me in suspense. What are you seeing? Uh, we got a large buildup of water. It looks like there's some puddles down here. And you hear Varela go, oh, shit. Is this like like the comparable to the standing water I saw in the kitchen? No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Varela, there's a moment hesitation when Varela goes, fuck, all of the water tanks are located on D-deck. So we sprang a leak, maybe. It's possible. Y'all, get ready. If you open the door, there might be an issue. Okay. Um, so I, I would like to, if I can, do one mm -hmm. more roll that's more of a, like a hardware roll and try to, it, it, yeah, it sounds like if there's power to, it, it, honestly, it sounds like maybe it's locked from the other side. It looks like it's in safety protocol, but you scored two successes. I won't have you roll again. Okay. If you want to open the door, you can, you can, you can bypass the safety and have it so that the door will open. Okay. So then uh, Martha's going to step back and say, okay, I'm going to be able to open the door, but everyone be ready for either a lot of water or someone or something on the other side. I'm going to take my pistol back out and have it ready. Okay. There's Just... not necessarily higher ground in this area, is there? <laughs> no, welcome to the claustrophobic contained world of your life yep. now mm -hmm. on Beacon Station. I'll stay at the front. Okay. Marani grabs hold of something on the side of the wall. Yeah, I was going to say are, there are handholds. Okay, I will do that. There's plenty of places nearby that you can just improvise a handhold. Okay. Grabbing some of the bulkhead that is just, you know, a natural mm -hmm. part of the structure. You just kind of reach up and hold on to it. Ready Everyone for you. ready? Okay, here we go. You and press down the button. Yeah. There's a groaning sound and the door just starts to go. And the moment it does, you hear the crashing of water start to breach through the center of the doorway and start to flow. The door continues to open wider and wider. And Isaac, you are being at the point, get a first glimpse as to what you were about to experience. As the door is opening up, you lean into it, Isaac, because you see the water level is about three feet and it comes gushing through the door. Just, you see Marani just go, ah, fuck. How many times am I gonna have to say that today? This is like water just gushing into the room. On the other side, of the radio from where you are and the medical bay, the makeshift medical bay, Albright, you, Albright, you can hear like the cussing coming through the radios from oh, her office. That, that ain't good. <laughs> um, uh, they all right down there? Um, I'm Baker, Baker comes walking back in and goes, if you want to come and listen in, you're more than welcome to. Well, I, uh, I, 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 just a real quick uh, gauge of my two patients, Skylar and the Chief MD. How are they? How are they? I mean, Taylor and the Chief MD. How are they holding up? They seem to be doing okay. Okay. Yeah, they seem uh, to be seem to be okay. Are they um, at the point where there's like nothing more he could do for them? At the moment, yeah. yeah. It would seem it would seem that way. Also, uh. It, 
the Dr. Skyler's been showing some signs of improvement as well. It seems like you've seen some movement from her. She's actually uh, muttered a few things in her sleep, which is definitely a good sign. But yes, it would seem like things are... Alright, I'ma just uh, tuck them both in and then uh, make my way over to the to, to the listening party. God, I, I really hope, don't want to hear nobody get injured. I hope they're okay down there. You walk in just in time to hear Marani goes, It smells like shit! On, the, on this radio as it comes blasting through. Back down below, for those of you who are capable of smelling it, it doesn't smell like shit. It smells like rancid water. It smells like swamp water as it comes gushing and flowing into the main area. The water in here is going to be at least up to your knees, maybe a little bit higher as it begins to settle in. But after the initial onrush of the water, you now find yourself staring into a completely blackened space station that is in front of you uh, again. Now, instead of resembling just an empty, dark corridor of, of metal hallways, it now resembles something closer to, like, a bayou. You can see what looks like some substances floating on the surface. They doesn't look like... Some of it looks like paper debris, but some of it also looks like it might be biological you're not sure what it is but it floats in big thick like patches moving across the surface i would say it smells like rot and rancid swamp water down here and it's enough to almost immediately make mirani gag a little bit as it comes flooding in and after it the water settles she just goes oh, i need to renegotiate my contract adjust the light and says okay well we're now all thoroughly saturated in filth so we're going to make our way in yes isaac um the size of this room and dimensions is known the volume of the water tanks is known mm -hmm. and the height of the water on our bodies is as a spherical cow estimation roughly known uh mm -hmm. may i try to calculate out and see whether that maths up whether the amount of water we're seeing in here is consistent with the volume of water in the tank measured against the volume of the room um you i would just say isaac is able to compute that as you're looking around and kind of gauging this isaac looking along the walls and angling the shoulder lamp as best you can you can see each side of this deck has three incredibly large pipe access points that branch out from the walls and re and connect almost like a trident in the center they kind of reach out and connect to a third pipe and then they feed into the central core of the station up and down these pipes are huge probably about six feet in diameter and they feed into the station area they're well out of the way it looks like one of the tanks has ruptured just from what you can tell it looks like one of the access ports to the tanks as soon as you step out and it's actually the one that's right to, to your left as you step out of the lift the access points there are three tanks on both sides of this deck internally stored within the hull one of the tanks on the left looks like an access port has been opened. You don't see any ruptures 
it looks like it's literally been just pulled open for maintenance. It's like a maintenance shaft when people need to get in and possibly repair one of the tanks. So it's a small crawl space that leads into one of the water tank spaces. It looks like the safety hatch has also been disengaged from that. This is all flanking what you know to be the garden, the area where people were growing crops and people in some cases were actually keeping animals. There were places in here that were being used for not only growing food, but also as sort of a biotechnical nursery for the station staff that once worked here. It seemed nice. Uh, is the access point, the, the open area below or above the water line at this point? It's above the water line. Is water still coming out? Uh, dripping. You can just see it kind of a steady drip and a large puddle formed inside. I, if you look, you will notice that that maintenance hatch is open and there is dripping vents. What does that mean? Either someone was thoughtless when finishing up work or somebody wanted that tank on the floor. We've got an open water hatch down here to one of the water tanks. Do we have an inventory on how much water was in these tanks? Ferella comes back and says, well, they should all be full. There was one that hadn't been accounted for. Okay, that must be this one because if it was full, this entire deck would be flooded. I would like to go and close it. Is that all right? Marani just says, you're the, you're the mechanic staff of Beacon. You have authority here more than I do. I'm going to go close it. This huge thing just closes up. This is a big hatchway that you just swing close and lock. I'm just going to start, like, stepping in and just, like, sweeping with the light, see if anything else. Like, not that I'm familiar with this place, but if anything, okay. lo like, catches catches my eye. Go ahead and make an observation check. Okie dokie. You are going to be at a... Well, no, I don't think I'm going to penalize you, because the shoulder lamp is really doing you some favors here. Observation. So just regular okay. observation check. Tell me what you get. With okay, one. Not my worst roll, but not on totally great for me. Ooh, two, two sixes. Two successes. Okay, so you sweep the lamplight across the room, and you see what looks like a room that was definitely functioning as some kind of biological preserve at some point. You can see rotting vegetation floating on the surface of the water. There is mildew that has started to grow on sides of the wall around the areas where you can see a lot of the water has formed. You get the impression that the mildew's probably been here for a while, maybe before the water was even let out. Obviously, it looks like it's mostly stayed regulated to the areas where the plant life was growing. What you can tell, too, is it looks like there's huge stalks of dead plants that are just slumped over. They're kind of 
unsettling to see. They almost look like just giant bodies that are staked into the ground and are slumped over. You think you see what looks like the remains of a few small animals that have long since decayed floating around the surface of the water. It could be rats. They're certainly the size of rats. Um, but at this point, you find yourself, Tig, covering your nose as you're looking inside the garden area. This place might have been, it's, it's huge. The interior of this place takes up the entire side of the deck and will be a great place once it's up and functioning again. But it is wretched in here right now. Those weird patches that you see floating on the surface just look like patches of maybe mildew or moss. You're not entirely sure. You don't want to know. It just kind of gently floats past you. I'd turn kind of to look at the, the folks who have spent a significant amount of time here. And it's kind of like, uh, does this... Is there any circulation through the rest of the station from here? Or is this pretty much closed off on its own? It's not hermetically sealed. Mm. Mildew's not great for... The mold mildew is not going to probably treat people very well if it starts circulating through the... the air vents and everything on the station. Just looking at just like all gross, and I'm Caitlin is definitely not speaking from experience after we found rot and mildew and mold in our shower that we haven't been able to use in two months. Bummer. That's a recipe for Legionnaire's disease. Exactly. It's so Sam. Real bad. It's real it's bad. Great. Glad you took care of him. Oh, we're trying. Yeah, no, she's just like, uh, yeah, tr like I think already like making a mental catalog of like, okay, how do we make sure that this does not. <laughs> become something that's integrated with like the the like sure whatever bio uh, filters or whatever we've got going on in the station yeah allergies alone is mm -hmm. going to be hell on anybody who is occupying beacon station mm -hmm. which brings up a point um there does not seem to you can hear the ambient noise of the station itself but there's no way of knowing whether or not the air scrubbers are functioning down here right now mm-hmm not by ear, anyway. Okay, so... It's really rancid and gross down here. Um, we have a really bad leak, maybe, from the water tank access pipe. Anything else we can assess while we're down here? Marani glances about and says, I could check the other side of the deck. Okay. She begins to slosh her way over to the other side to give you an idea. This is a circular room, just like the rest of the station. And the very center of the room is the lift you all came out of, this giant column that kind of separates every side of the deck. On one half, you've investigated the garden. As you move around this giant center column, you notice two things. One, there is a mother computer access terminal here that's flickering. You see the greenish light blinking on and off as it's trying to reestablish access over and over and failing to do so. There are also what looks like two uh, standalone rooms that have offices written on them. Look like rooms that open up into workspaces. And on the other side is the actual life support bay where most of the life support systems for the entire station are kept running. 
What's the door situation here? <laughs> Do the offices have doors? Does the life support bay have a door? The offices are in the same situation as the main door. They are all locked in as soon as the tank flooded. It looks like security protocols, or rather safety protocols, popped into place. Okay. The doors are sealed. Easy enough to get through using the same procedure you used before, and I won't have you roll for it since you were so successful. It's just a simple pop in, press a couple of buttons, you can open that door up. Uh, maybe we check the life support bay first and then circle back to the offices? When you move over to the life support bay doors, the life support bay is displays the largest set of doors you've seen so far. They tower up overhead and looks like they have access points for if heavy equipment needs to be brought up here for repairs. You can see what looks like junction panels that lead uh, into like manual crawl spaces underneath the life support doors. One of them looks like it's been accessed. You can tell because it's peeking open above the water line right now. The door itself, the two great doors leading into the life support bay is sealed. Same as everything else. And when your security chief spots that, Marani goes, oh, great. Uh, director, it's possible the tank was full. We may have actually busted one of the full tanks. We just found an access junction that may have been opened. It's possible water's flooded into the lower station decks. Silence, and then Varela says, Great, thank you. Thank you for that. Copy that. Was someone trying to flush something out? If this was opened, and then... So was the tank. Evidence. It's hard to determine exactly what happened to Dr. Khan now. Yeah. Where did that happen, Chief Marani? Marani, she says, looks around and says, it would have happened right here. They found her laying down next to one of these office doors. This one, I believe. And she points at the one closest to her. Martha, can you get this thing open? Yeah, everyone ready? Let's do it. Okay. Marani immediately takes a couple of steps back, water sloshing around her knees as she raises her gun. Tapping sounds, fingers on heavy plastic, as code input echoes throughout this swampy, dark area. And a few moments later, the door goes, opens up as the water gushes in. It's a 10 by 10 office. Looks like it has a metal desk that's built into the side of the wall, and it looks like it has some rather, for lack of a better way of describing them, retro-looking computers that are also built into the wall itself and the desk interface. There looks like there was an overturned office chair that is now starting to float a little bit as it rolls around on the ground. You can see there are lots of papers scattered throughout the area, but... Nothing else is in here, except for what looks like large windows on the opposite side of the office door that peeks out into the corridor and gives a good view of the life support double bay doors that you were all just looking at. Oh, okay, so we're at the office. Yeah. Okay. There are two offices. There's one on the right and one on the left, and they are standalone rooms. So there is a there is a walkway that goes around. You can walk completely around these offices on the outside. 
A uh, quick uh, clarifying question. Were we told what the doctor was doing down here? Was she here on a crew? Like, did she have a particular assignment that was recorded? She, she was originally part of a crew that was coming down here to ascertain what supplies could be... The supply check, okay. Yeah, they were, it was basically... Said. Yeah, it was basically a supply check. The, uh, the ultimate goal of the search was to reach the medical center on B-deck to see what could be scavenged okay. and brought back up to the medical facility until the power had gotten activated. Why they stopped on this level, you're not entirely sure, but they needed to stop on this level for whatever reason, and this is where the attack apparently happened. Mm. Are there any, like, file cabinets in here? Like, does this look mm -hmm. like there could have been... Yeah, I want to see if there's any, like, inventory. Did they stop here to see, like, maybe some stuff was, you know, left over and they were going to check and see if they could make their job easier or... I don't know. Just I want to kind of use my little shoulder lamp and kind of like thumb through stuff, see what's in here. A lot of what you notice is that a lot of the papers that you see in here are old Sikhs and personnel papers. Mm -hmm. You can see headers with the Sikhs and logo on it. You can also see uh, some images that look like they might have belonged to the original station itself. So you can actually see the Zambezi, Zambezi's name, like written across it, Zambezi Station, Zambezi Station. Um, you can see a lot of just like detritus laying around. And the cabinets, you kind of push, open it up is easy enough to do. And it seems, everything seems like it's... it's mundane office papers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bunch of mundane office papers. Any interesting looking computer or equipment here? Uh, make an observation check for me. Sure can. Observation. So, wits observation. Okay. Um, no success. Okay. You glance around, and as you're looking through the area, it looks like the computer in this room maybe functioned at one point, but it looks like the first thing you notice, Martha, as you glance down at it, is it looks like the lower left corner of the screen shows some signs of burnout. You can see scorching on the lower left corner. Like at some point, this computer fried itself. It looks old. Doesn't mm. look like this happened recently. Okay. Maybe a power surge of some kind. Okay. Anybody else got anything else to do in this room? It is frustratingly empty in this room, aside from all of this. She was found outside the door? Yeah. Can I go just, like, examine... I know there's water on the floor, but, like, the walls, the door, just, like... The I'll ceiling? have the... Yeah, the ceiling, just like the whole that whole area. Um, I'll have the the a security officer like show me specifically. I just want to like look, and especially She's with going to look with you. Okay, cool. With the doctor having said like, oh, this looks like it was very clearly to him a a you know on purpose. Yeah. Maybe there's something left over now with that in mind. She is going to. She rolls two sixes. Go ahead and roll for me. Observation again. Please. Yep, observation check. No successes for me. 
You catch her pausing at the second access point to the lift. When the lift opens, it looks like there is, in the center column of this room, there are two doors that lead outward from the lift. The blast door, as you were, as you would might think, the one that you guys had to push through when you first entered the deck. There is a second one of those actually on the other side. The lift double door opens. She is glancing at the door that is sealed shut on this side of the room. And you see her taking notice of something as she shines the light a little bit closer to the console. And you just hear her say, down. She nods over to the console and you see at first you're not seeing what she's talking about, but then you get a good gauge of the sharp eyes of this colonial marshal as you lean down and notice that there are tiny little droplets on the console button keys. And she just says, someone pressed these buttons after this place got wet. Which ones have droplets? It looks like it's just the access codes to open the doors. Okay. Huh. Somebody there were, uh, I doubt somebody went up. My guess is somebody went down. Based off of the information that we got before we first got to this deck, no logs of anybody using the lift coming down here in the past 48 hours. The only place it's not recording data is everything from this deck down. Hmm. Someone's down here. He was into the comms. Uh, hey, ground control. How hard would it be to take stock of who is and isn't accounted for at the moment up top? Funny you should say that. You hear Varela say. Stand by. She swivels over in her chair and looks directly at you, doctor. I don't know anybody. I just got here. I know you just got here, doctor, but you're also our only working doctor. Baker, I want you to put this man on duty. I need to get PDT chips in every single staff member of Beacon, and I want it done in the next 48 hours. <laughs> Baker just goes, looks at you and says, looks like we better get to work right now, then. Uh, 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 all right, um... How how much longer are they, they going to be down there? They don't need to eat that sandwich all in one bite now, do they? Varela says, that could be somebody who's trying to kill people loose on the station, Doctor. What do you think? All right, well, let's, let's get to work. Do, do what we can. As you exit the room, the audience might see Varela nod to Baker and say, keep his mind busy, would you? And Baker says, don't worry, he'll be put to work. There's something I'd like to look for. Back what would you like downstairs. To um, the report we got initially mm -hmm. about what happened to Dr. Khan said that she went with engineers and they heard but didn't see what happened. I want to go to all of the places that you can't see the door of the office from and see if there's anything that an engineer, let alone a group of them, would be doing. It looks like maybe that might be the garden, maybe that might be the life support bay. I just want to see if it makes any sense. 
you move around, Isaac, glancing down at the water that's murky beneath your kneecaps. You move over to the hatch door that you just closed. You glance over to your shoulder to the left. Lean over to see if you can see the office from here. You slosh your way over into the garden area and glance around, just in time to see a dead thing float past you. You glance over at any of the air scrubber, looks like conduits, these sort of fan-based units that are up high to see if any of them are accessed. No, and it sounds like they're struggling to breathe, like the air scrubbers in here aren't working properly. Making note of that, you glance back over your shoulder at the other access points to the water tanks. Those have all been sealed, and they're not showing any signs of access. And then you move all the way back over to the life support to get to see what the view looks like. And you start beginning to get you start to get a picture, Isaac. The access port right in front of the life support doors. From here, you glance over and you realize you can't see the other side of what was going on in the office. Maybe the engineers opened this, were working on it, heard the attack, moved over to find her laying on the ground. Raises some interesting questions. How would the attacker have gotten away without being heard? Lots of questions. They didn't spot an attacker. It's possible they just found her laying on the ground and panicked and brought her back up immediately without searching for an attacker. It doesn't rule out the possibility that one of them attacked her. And then I guess the others would have had to have decided to cover that up. They would all have had to be in it. Is there any place, method of ingress into the room other than the lift that someone could have taken, large enough for a human? Only one. There is, inside the doors of the lift itself, you know because, Isaac, you are so familiar with the station, there is ladder access on the sides of the lift that take you all throughout the station. It is essentially climbing up and down the entire length of Beacon Station. It would be considered by most humans a rather frightening climb, but that is the only other place you could think of that might be accessible and would explain why nobody would have heard the lift being accessed. That makes sense. I think I know how they came in and left. Unless the engineers are in on it together. But that's a lot of people to agree to one lie. Marani nods and says, I agree. I think the doctor is very popular in the station. I can't think of a reason why anyone would attack her. At least, what's your take on it, Isaac? Where did they go? I think they came from C-Deck or below through the ladder's access, and probably left that way as well. While the engineers were working over at Life Support. This immediately gives everybody a sense of pause. C-Deck is the main concourse. It's one deck down. And it has implications. If they came from C-Deck, 
who the hell is it who's been down here in the depths of the station this whole time? Marani says, Director, are you getting all of this? And you hear Director say, I'm hearing it. Proceed to sea deck. Let's slosh our way back into the lift, shall we? Okay. Is that ladder access flooded? You're not sure. I guess, yeah, then I guess I asked that to Isaac. <laughs> I can go and find out. Okay. From the other side, you opened the shield door that takes you into the lift. The double door just... And the same thing happens on this side of the lift. Water floods into this previously unflooded area, and it comes crashing through. Um, it takes a moment for you to realize, Isaac, there was already water in here. Maybe a little bit higher than your shins as the water comes flooding in here. You see, indeed, one of the hatches open to ladder access. The lift is in front of all of you. You can hear the sounds of water now flooding down the ladder access point to the decks down below. If it's okay, I'd like to take the ladder to see if the shaft is locked. Just be careful. Of the person here? Yes. Okay. Do you want backup? If there's enough water, you won't be able to breathe. Fair point. I'll see you. Uh, be sure to give us a shout if you see anyone or get into a sticky situation. I'll say glub, glub, glub. That should no, do it. Okay. Isaac, you enter into the hatch. It is a dark shaft plunging down into an even darker area of the station. You can hear the water draining down here. It cascades down the ladder that you've begun to climb down. You make sure to grip the ladder very tightly as you move your way down, even though it is designed and does have what looks like a surface designed to help people from losing their grip. As you begin to make your way down, you begin to realize it was definitely best that none of the others came with you. Water is pouring on your head and the sides of your face as you're just soaking you all the way through as you start making your way down. It is utterly dark except for the large circle of light that shines from your shoulder lamp onto the wall right in front of you that is casting strange shadows all around you in the shaft from the rancid water that flows down before your face as you do, do, do. the rest of you enter into the lift and Mirani presses the button for C deck 
and the door goes <laughs> and the lift goes down deeper. You see the digital display of you all leaving D deck life support, entering C deck main concourse. This is the second largest deck on the station next to the upper tower and hab block. As you're entering into it, it takes you a bit longer to actually reach the bottom once you enter into the deck itself. The computer console flickers a little bit. And finally, the lift stops. The elevator door opens in front of you. And again, you find yourself looking out into utter darkness. This one's double doors from the elevator are actually open. You can see what looks like papers scattered about in front of you. And you can see from the distance, giving you an idea of how cavernous this deck is, the flickering, the eerie flickering of computer consoles built into the wall as mother is continuously trying to establish contact with all of the computer consoles of this deck down below. But what's also curious is a yellow alarm light, like a, an alert, like almost like a police siren's light, slowly flickering in yellow all throughout here, causing sort of like a gentle blinking sound, indicating some kind of alarm. It gives you flashes of what you're seeing on the other side beyond the shaft of light that looks out into the corridor in front of you. A few moments later, Isaac, you reach the hatch that leads you into the main concourse deck. You open it up. This has been closed. It was not open. And you, you push it open and find yourself in a dark corridor that is situated much like the deck above you. The center column is the areas where the lift works. But as you exit the ladder access, Isaac, you see a large expansive space down here. This is where people congregated. There's a gym down here. There's a lobby down here for the spaceport. There's an old inn that was apparently for travelers who are passing through the system on this far edge of the frontier restrooms, there's offices and there's old areas where galleries had been set up for storefronts and restaurants. All of it is dead silent. It looks like how we today might view a darkened city at midnight after the zombie apocalypse. Everything has just been overturned, papers everywhere. It looks like this place is just a ghost town. You can see large tables set up for community eating down here. Huge areas for where people could bring trays of food and sit down and discuss. You see some signs of those. You also see a lot of water gathered here on the floor and evidence of water uh, leaking down from the deck above along the walls. However, the water down here is not formed any higher than maybe, maybe an inch off the floor. You can all hear the splashing sounds of Isaac rounding the corner as all of you step out into the deck and reunite. Long time no see. You made it back or made it down. Well, I guess that's no. step one, success. 
What now? Looks like there's a lot of nooks and crannies to check out down here. Do you know what the yellow light is? And it just kind of to all everyone else here who knows more about computers in the base. It's an alarm. This is true. Does yellow have a specific meaning? Isaac, you would know that the yellow, the yellow siren light is typically accounted, uh, accompanied by an audio warning of some kind. However, you don't hear anything. The, the yellow light that's flashing, you're not sure how long it's been going. It wasn't like this before. You've accessed the lower decks before. This was not like this any more than the deck above you was like it was. You're not sure what it can mean. You would need some kind of access to a diagnostic to find out what has been set off. What panel would I use if I wanted to manually disengage the audio portion? That would be the, the computer access panel that Mother is attempting to access right now. Hmm. You would actually have to go over to the computer and access to see if you could get a log. And if you wanted to access it, you could use that. Uh, yellow is a nonspecific alarm. I think it also means happiness in some places, but I don't think that's what it's used for here. Usually it comes with some sound, but hmm. the sound is gone. Is but there's light now. Is the sound something that can be disabled, or is it more likely it's a malfunction? If something can be malfunctioning, it can probably also be disabled. Fair enough. That's a controlled malfunction sometimes. Yeah? It would be from there. Let's check it out. I kind of look at, I look at Martha. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Uh, head over to the console. Okay, you move over to the flickering console. It's literally the only right light in this great room. He's casting a green glow on each of you as you approach the console. You can see Mother is constantly trying to gain access down here. She can't. You're here in person, though. You might have a little bit better luck. While this is happening, Doctor, as you've moved back into the makeshift medical bay area, you see that Taylor is conscious and currently drinking from a small cup of water that was left for her. And you see her, her hand is just shaking a little bit and she just smiles at me and goes, hey. Oh, well, there we go. That's what I like to see. How you feeling? Um, honestly, uh, I'm a little freaked out. Well, you should be. Your body moved faster than light. It wasn't meant for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I heard what happened. I, I don't remember any of it. It's fine. Be better that you don't. It's, it's just good to see you up and about for the most part. Is yeah, this... Oh, well, please. I... I was just going to ask, is, am I in sickbay? Uh, in a matter of speaking, it's, uh, it's not the finest establishment, but it, it served its purpose. 
glances over at the countertop that's about 20 feet away from her and notices the bar stools, one of them slightly bent, and glances to her left and sees the open area. Clearly looks like there's some overturned restaurant tables that have been pushed up against the wall. And she glances back and goes, Are are we on Beacon? Yes. Yes. There's... It's a little underwhelming, to be sure. I'm not going to lie to you, but... (laughs) Am I going to be okay? Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be right as rain. You're gonna be just fine, I promise. And and if you for whatever reason end up being less than fine, well I'll just sit you right back here until I get you fine again. Okay. I'm just gonna lay here then. You let you go and lay down and if you need anything, you just let me know. How do you feel about cats? I like cats. Well, there's just the cutest little fella around. I, I, I'll see if we can. I'll see if I can get him to check in on you. Okay. Uh, let's let's. You kind of make sure that Taylor is okay. I'd like him to try and go back to the listening room. Because he's curious to see if he will be stopped. The moment you turn, she <gasps> grabs your hand. Whoa. You're not leaving. Are you leaving? Oh, 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 oh no, oh no, 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 no. I, I just, I've got other, I got other pay. Oh, oh, you know what? She, he... I need you to make a check real quick. Absolutely. Um, so, as you, no, 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 no. It, it's fine. It's fine. Make a medical aid check if you would, please. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Three. Empathy is five. Does he get bonus from equipment, or is this a just like a visual check? This is a visual check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That is three sixes. Three sixes. <laughs> I'm she really is... good at being a doctor. She's grabbed you the way she grabbed your hand you look down at her and your your fingers have crossed over her wrist and you can feel her pulse just jump not a natural burst of just like jump scare she is going into a full-blown panic attack right now you can feel you see the color drain out of her face real quick as she just her eyes widen as she grabs hold of you and with three successes you can see she is in a state of utter panic suddenly it's not controlled and it's not inspired by anything. You're leaving just triggered something and she is in the middle of spiraling. He's going to take her hand and sit on the little cot with her and go, hey, hey did I ever tell you why I became a doctor? No. It's because I was really bad at baseball. <laughs> baseball? Yeah, yeah. I I really wanted to be a baseball player and uh never took. Uh but what I did learn is that uh I had a I had a natural way about people. See, I wanted to be a pitcher, but my hands shake some fear sometimes when I'm nervous and uh, I accidentally beamed a kid 
right in the head. Uh, wasn't a good picture, but I made him laugh. <laughs> and when he was laughing, it wasn't so bad. Right. Uh, do me a favor. Yeah. Make me a manipulation check. Okie dokie. Oh, I'm not good at all at manipulation. That's just five. Um, yeah. yeah. That's still empathy. You still should have a, a big, a big mm -hmm. base at least. Oh yeah, it's it's still five. Um, okay, so that is two sixes. I really, I really wish I could just show you two sixes. Okay, Albright. Oh, she. You see the smile crack on her face as her breath starts coming back under control, and she gets totally lost in the story. And she laughs a little bit, and she goes, "My, um, I, uh, I had a little brother that was uh, in in Little League. Um, I used to go see his games. What was his name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. You know what position Jonathan played? Uh, he, he he mostly was uh, uh, first base, but sometimes he was pitcher." <laughs> I was uh, I was first base too. Couldn't catch even. I, it was really a disaster. And as she smiles, her pulse rate has already started to come down. You have pulled her out of it. Successfully brought her back down. He's, her he's... mind was getting away from her for a second. You distracted her into another corridor that is a much safer corridor. I think he's still gonna stay with it. Like it, it's it's one of those. Uh, you, you, my my arm is mighty tired. You mind if I rest it on here? Sure. Yeah. No, that's fine. It just kind of. And then you, her brow furrows for a moment. Uh oh. And you see, she looks over your shoulder, and she goes, "Hey, is is she saying something to you?" And nods. Um, is, is she talking about Dr. Khan? Glance over behind you and Dr. Khan is muttering something. Her All right. eyes are slightly open and you can see the whites indicating that she's still unconscious. But she's muttering something over and over and over. You did a fantastic. I would not have noticed that. It's it's very important that I get down whatever she's saying as part yeah, of the yeah, document. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna okay. be right back though. Okay. Okay. I, and I'm a, I'm gonna get my assistant to, to come check you out. <laughs> she, you can see the clinch in her jaw. She reaches up and clutches her chest as she just kind of leans back into the bed. But she puts on a brave face as you move away from her bedside. You move over to Doctor Khan, and sure enough, she's muttering something, whispering something over and over and over her eyes rolled back but you can again see the bottom whites as she's just kind of alright doctor what do you got for me and it's like ear right to the lip to try to hear what she's make saying. an observation check and I'll give you a plus one die to the roll okay um observation that is wits which is a th uh, which is a four and observation is a three good dice pool Let's hope your luck continues. Okay, that's only one six. That's all you need. Apollo. 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 Alright. Apollo. Over and over. Apollo. Apollo. And he's gonna like lip to ear. 
Doctor Condi, you know who hit you know who hurt you. She doesn't appear to be able to hear you. And the way she continues to mutter Apollo, you get the impression she's not aware of where she is right now, or even fully conscious. Uh, I'm gonna see. Uh, he's gonna see. Just check to see if there's any way to gently lull her to consciousness. <laughs> okay, you put your hands on her face and kind of look into her eyes, check her pupils. Um, I would say, make. I would say make your medicine check on this. Can I use my med kit for this one? You. Mm. If you're trying to wake her up, yes. If you're trying to see if you should wake her up, no. God, Noir is just like, screw it, I'm waking her up, wait. Doc is going to check to see if he should wake her up. Okay, make your medicine check. So that's gonna be without the, without the, okay. So that's five and three, that's eight again. Um. Okay, so that's a failure, but I think I have something. Would you like to push? Yes, yes I would. You have the distinct honor of gaining the first stress point of the game. So, gain one point of stress for pushing, and when you re-roll, add your stress die to the roll. Okay, uh, and with my compassion, it says uh, you can push any skill roll on empathy twice, not just once like other characters. Each push increases uh, that's, stress. That is mighty. One. Yep. Okay. That is a mighty ability. All right, here we go. One, two, three, four. Four successes. Did any? Did your stress die roll a one? Uh, no, it did not. It rolled okay. a two. I I'm. I don't know. Is that bad? Am I gonna die? <laughs> um, the no. Uh, if you roll, if you ever roll a one on your stress die, it is a check on the panic table. Okay. So, but you didn't, and it could cause your roll to automatically fail. But you're fine. So, with four successes, you can conclusively state that she should not be brought up yet because you have already medicated her recently um she is currently in a place you could do it but it wouldn't be the healthiest thing to do for her at this point it could be a little traumatic in that she probably needs to wake up on her own time she's stable if you force her into consciousness right now it could be a shock but it's also possible Dr. Khan, I really need you to wake up. I'm going to let you do it on your own time, but if there's any part of you that can hear me, please. We, we got to figure out what's going on, and I, I've got a couple of friends in a weird place, and I don't, I don't like it. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a bad feeling about it. So, uh, you do your healing. Just try and Hurry it up, would you? Again, you're just met with the repeating word over and over. Apollo. Apollo, Apollo. 
And she seems distressed as she says it. She seems frightened. All right, Taylor. <clears throat> now, I am going to be right back. Now, I, I I need you to just give me a couple minutes, but when I come back, I promise I'm going to have a surprise for you, all right? Oh, okay. All right. Well, but until then, and, like, there's, he walks on over and he takes off, uh, he takes off his watch, he goes, you just hold on to this for a second. I'm going to be back for it because that, that's important to me. So don't you go nowhere. And then, she nuts. Okay. Then he's going to uh, head uh, head back to the listening party to see if anybody knows what's up with this Apollo stuff. Okay. Down below. Accessing the computer. Isaac. As you enter a few of your command codes to gain access to the alert status of the computer, you see that something has been triggered on the deck below. You're not getting a lot of information as to what it is, but it looks like the computer's it looks like the computer's environmental systems have triggered safety protocols, and it's a, the flickering the yellow light up here. You think might be connected to that. It's a Comtech role to learn more. Corporal? Yeah. The alert was triggered by something farther down. Hmm. Look. Take a look. Sure enough, it looks like the safety protocols have been activated on cargo deck. Okay. Hmm. B deck is literally the deck that the director is trying to get to. Um, is it possible for me? Can I try to... Or maybe actually I'm going to ask Isaac first. Isaac, is there a way to tell what is there a way for you to tell what the access code was used like whose access code was used to trigger this alarm are the keys drippy that's how you figured it out up on the upper deck She leans over and takes a look at the keys. Uh, they don't look drippy. But if it was triggered from down below, then we'd have to see if the down below keys are drippy. But what I'm wondering really is if there's a way to do it through software. That sounds like a thing you would know about more than what I would know. A violent clanging sound suddenly explodes in the room, shocking everyone except for Isaac. Everyone immediately, instinctively, you see Marani whirl with her gun up and shine it into the darkness. It sounded like metal on metal. How close? Hard to say. It echoes throughout the entire concourse. Loud. Maybe 30 or 40 feet away. 
That's a little too close for comfort. Did it sound like it was between us and the lift or the ladder? No. Sounded like it was on the other side of the main cafeteria area that you are all in right now. So we need to either investigate that or head back up and get more backup. Which I'm kind of preferring the latter right now. Are you going to do like a techie thing so we could also just watch your back while you do that? I don't feel comfortable doing tech if there's an unknown threat around the corner. So maybe we investigate that first. Then it's a known threat. Last time Make it was a it cat, a threat. so... Not well, that I hope... think that's what's happening here, but... I hope it what? is. I really crying. hope it's another cat. I met uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Impressive via a similar set of circumstances. I don't think I don't think Mr. Impressive is down here. I'm just going to start <laughs> shining the light uh, around that direction. She takes a few steps. Yeah, okay. I'm going to head that kittens. direction too. I have my I have my gun. I'm like, do I also have my pulse rifle now <laughs> under my Are you pulling the pulse rifle out? I think so, yeah. Okay. It sounded whatever that was, it really spooked Martha. All right, in which case, I'm going to say I'm going to need Tig, and I'm going to need Martha to gain one point of stress. Yikes. Okay. This is not, this has nothing to do with like a panic roll, right? This is not a, nope. an it's actual, just this is just stress. a stress. Okay, yeah. cool. Excellent. Just want to make sure. Long the guns are stressful. Begin, mm -hmm. <laughs> the two of you begin inching towards the area of the sound. You see the eatery of the cafe all throughout these long metal tables that are, looks like they're welded into the deck plates with these benches that don't look too comfortable, but probably housed a lot of really great conversation and community meals here at some point. But the size and expanse of this area, there's just so much space. Something could be watching you right now from wherever you're walking to. The two of you, along with Marani, begin to feel very exposed as you move across the deck. Your feet are making minor splashing sounds in the inch of water that is collected here on the deck. The beams of light, being your only visual cues as to what's happening in front of you, but also the flickering of the yellow, giving you snapshots amber-colored snapshots of the entire space around you. Make observation checks. The difficulty is at one, so minus one die from your observation roll. Hmm. So subtract one six-sided die, and it can, if it's, you can, you never subtract your your success your uh, stress die. However, stress, okay, got it. Okay. Oh, we had a stress die. Okay. Yeah, so, so don't forget to Whatever you do, die. minus one, plus one stress die. That's, okay. that's right. Off your base dice, minus one. One success. One success as well. No stress. No stress. No. Okay. By the time the two of you reach the other side, you see what looks like a... It looks like a metal pole of some kind that has a latch at the end of it. Maybe like a hook that has fallen into what looks like an open store window 
that has a shattered glass interior. Because you've successfully rolled the observation check, you realize this looks like one of those long metal poles that are used to put up letters on advertisement signs near like store windows and whatnot. It looks like it's fallen over and clattered mm. into the corner of this broken window. We know Dr. Khan was struck with something. Did I? Did we ever get told or seen like what kind of like blunt object it might have been? Something heavy. Something heavy. Does it seem like it might be a what object with weight? Probably an object with weight, but this metal pole doesn't look like it's an object with weight. Not okay. from what you can tell. It looks like it's hollowed out. Got it. It's okay. probably the equivalent of like a metal broomstick, okay. just a little bit longer. And which corner of the concourse are we in? Closest to you, the restaurant you are, or the? Yeah, you've currently moved across the concourse now from the computer console, and right now you're over near the restaurant and the restrooms, okay. near the gallery okay. on one side of the inn, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and is that metal pole moving, or...? Nope. Okay. How is it? Is it, like, leaned up against the wall, or...? It looks Where like it, it probably slid down the side of the wall and clattered to the ground. Oh, uh, okay. Did this inch of water come down here with us, or was it already down here? Good question. Because our move, I mean, our movement in the water could have knocked something over, I suppose. Yeah. But. Was it literally just that? I mean, we didn't, if something was Are walking around, mother? we would hear. <laughs> and she kind of like kicks her feet a little bit in the inch of water. Not that we're that okay. quiet. God, I was really stressed out over that, and I put my pulse rifle back on my back okay. on my back and walked back over to the computer console. I want to look okay. up console. I want to look, check out the wall and the ceiling area over here, just just to cover all our bases and also the light to make is catching. Proud. <laughs> the light is catching the reflections of water that has trickled down along the metal, like the metal hull from the deck above, from a few of the access points, and is just slowly leaking down into some of the areas down here. She kind of looks at the pole and goes, knock that off. And she go, she'll go back and follow Martha. All right. First things first, I want to turn on the lights because this, this is not cool. Make a heavy machinery check, see where okay. the lights are at. Heavy machinery <laughs> check. What or is if that? you want to give that to Isaac, because that's kind of Isaac's specialty. There's also, you can use your ComTech role also to determine what the status of the power systems okay. are down here. Yeah. Um, Isaac, can you turn on the lights? I can help, maybe. I'll see what condition the panels are in. Okay. If the lights can be turned on, I'll try my best. Okay. Okay, Isaac, you move over to one of the access panels, which is actually not far from the mother terminal. Mm -hmm. Pull the panel off the wall, set it down into the water. You see in front of you, it looks like it's... Just pull open the box, and you can see some of the junction points of where the power cables are. It looks like it's in decent shape. Um, go ahead and make a heavy machinery check for me. All right. I have a maintenance check uh, that diverts power to or from electrical junction boxes and adds a plus one to heavy machinery rolls. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Let's make a roll. One success. One success. Isaac, the power couplings and the power that's being fed through here from the fusion reactor down below in the bottom of A deck, all of it looks perfectly intact. And indeed, this needs to be maintenanced for sure. But it looks like it's operational, which tells you the lights in this place aren't functioning. They're probably getting power, but you might guess with that role, Isaac, that it's been so long since this place has been maintenanced that literally the bulbs have burned out or been smashed or, or are destroyed. All you can assume is that it's a quality issue with the lighting systems, them, not, the, not the power systems, but the lights themselves, which should be fully operational for decades before they require any kind of maintenance. So the failure point is at the bulbs, and this is consistent with the poor maintenance situation? Am Seems I understanding like that right? It's that seems to be the conclusion to draw here. Okay. But a lot of the lighting fixtures have not actually been checked. They just haven't been activated. Oh, can I try that? I could sure. stand on things. It's easy enough to move over. A lot of the lighting fixtures are literally just strips that are in the wall that go up 10, 15, 20 feet designed to softly illuminate the areas around them. When you move over to one of the ports, you can see that this panel which is accessible through using your machinery tools popping it open and checking the lighting fixture itself i won't have you roll a machinery check but as you pop in your maintenance tool wedge it open you pull it aside you guys see isaac accessing this large wall panel that's about 15 feet high a strip essentially that would house a light of some kind the illumination would be enough to light this entire side of the deck. And there's about seven or eight, maybe eight of these on this side of the deck alone. You pull it open, Isaac, and stare into an empty socket. There is no lighting fixture inside. It has been completely removed. Uh, is it like one of those long office bulbs? Similar. But if you can imagine a more futuristic version of it, it is simply a large tube that would function as a light. Yes, it would be what you might consider in our world a large office bulb. It has been completely pulled out of the socket. If you hit someone with it, would it cause lacerations to the scalp? Possibly. It has a metal housing on it, but it's not very heavy. The thing would certainly shatter and bend if it was if someone struck somebody else with it. It's just a very large thing to take out of a wall and then throw away. No sign of it. No. And you have to... All of the other lighting fixtures in here are in the same state. They are turned off, even though they're getting power. Why would you turn off all of the lights and then cause an alarm for some light but no sound? Recreating an environment? Soft light, but not bright light? No mood sirens. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'm going to ask for the comtech roll from Martha. Okay. Make that comtech check. Okay. Um, and I'm checking for the signal that came from below 
right? you're trying to you're trying to figure out what's going on with the environmental systems on the deck just below you guys. Okay. This will be B deck, the cargo deck. Uh, so would this be software or hardware? This is software. Software, okay. So wits plus comtech three and then for software am I can I use my um, my device mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right sure okay. we can one 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 success oh no yeah one one success no two sorry <laughs> two successes okay one was hiding with, so two of them yeah with one success you get that the computer is registering an a hazardous condition to the deck down below. Hmm. With two successes, you're able to look at a log of what the last, when the last time a environmental detection went off on the lower deck. It's important to keep in mind that Mother is not currently able to establish a connection with the consoles down here. So a lot of the diagnostic feedback that they are presenting is not being fed up to the mainframe right now because of, for whatever reason, it's not entirely clear. A lot of power fluctuations flowing into the computers. Very odd. I'm going to relay but all that back to everyone. What you see is the last time it was logged was in the past 48 hours. You're detecting low air pressure in the deck down below and a temperature reading negative 14 degrees Celsius for the entire deck. What? Does any of this make any sense to any of you? Because I'm stumped. This is above my pay grade. You see... The, the marshal, she just kind of... Marani sighs and just says, I don't know what any of this means. I... I think we need to get down there and find out what the hell is going on. It sounds like whatever this is, it's happening on the deck below us. It seems like we're going to need some environmental suits before we go down there. Good call. Isaac, are there any environmental suits on this deck that you know are accessible? Uh, there might be some emergency ones. I'll check the hatch. Isaac, you move over to the airlock. Remember, on the concourse level, the main airlock is located down here. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. You tump in a couple of buttons and <laughs> the airlock opens up. And you see on the inside the pre-deck of the airlock itself. This is a very large airlock. Indeed, this is where everyone should have been disembarking when they arrived at Beacon mm -hmm. Station. This should have been the deck everyone got to. <laughs> large enough to accommodate large bulk passengers disembarking. Big open space. As the doors open, Isaac moves over to one of the access panels, and sure enough, you see what looks like four uh, looks like four EV suits on the left and four EV suits on the right. And with that, Marani looks at everyone and says, "All right, let's suit up." And with that, we are going to take our ten-minute break before we plunge further into the darkness of Beacon Station. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in 10 minutes. Ah!
Welcome back to Beacon. As our players try rapidly to finish their regeneration cycles before we jump back into the game uh, to prepare themselves, we are going to pick up where we left off, which is everyone y'all will have considered you've donned an EV suit. So let me give you some quick rundown uh, on what an EV suit is. And this is another moment where I am very grateful for our sponsor, who also just happens to make an awesome product. And let me pull up the EV suit. The IC, yep, there it is. Okay, cool. Let me see what this is, if this has any stat differences for you. Okay, so each one of you, this is what you need to know. Um, this is going to give each one of you an armor rating of two. This is the MK50 uh, compression suit. So each one of these, you gain an armor rating of two. Um, this also has an air supply of five. Yes, I'm afraid your air supply is tracked. However, I have altered the air supply rules from cinematic play of Alien. So for those of you who are watching, in standard Alien rules, not just cinematic play, but in standard Alien rules, supplies are rolled on the D6 dice. If you ever roll a one, supplies are decreased by one. However, by the baseline rules, it's possible for your supply to decrease by more than one from a single roll if you roll multiple ones. That's exciting for cinematic play, but this is a campaign and I am not actively trying to kill everybody on Beacon Station, so, no matter how many ones you roll, your supply will only decrease by one. So, the increments are decided mostly by mother. And when those increments happen are usually during dramatically appropriate moments to find out whether or not your air supply has decreased. The EV suits that each of you managed to acquire here in the airlock currently have full air supply in each of them. It takes each of you about five minutes to get yours on. Isaac, you have the option. You don't have to wear one. It's up to you. I'd rather not. Okay. So Isaac doesn't suit up. Marani suits up. And each one of you... Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Sorry, this is so not important. But Martha, before she suits up, she's going to look around for something like um, to soak up. I don't like wet feet in a suit. And she just says that, actually. She says it almost compulsively. She's just like, I can't do it. I'm... Towel or something. Is there something around? Something. Can I, I, can I roll to look for something? <laughs> roll for <Sure>. dry items. <laughs> What's up, I'll, Isaac? I'll go into the restaurant and look for cloth napkins. Okay. Yes, there's enough to try this laying around. It's easy to find one. It looks like it's been used many many a time and it looks like it's been burned at one point in its distant past but Isaac brings you back what looks like an old used cloth perhaps once used for wiping down tables thank you so much okay okay I can do this and, I, and then I suit up slide the boots on oh you know what I need to check because I think Marani yeah. Okay. So one by one, you all suit up. You get a status update 
request coming in from the director. Marani informs her, putting on EV suits now. We're about to head down to the cargo deck. Martha has detected some pretty unusual readings down there. Isaac's also found some weird stuff with the lights. There's a beat and says, you hear Varela say, Martha's the corporal. Yes. Copy that. Martha is the corporal. There's a pause and you hear her say, all right, just keep me posted. Copy that. <sighs> well, shall we? We shall. Albright, you are leaning into the doorway now and you can hear them having conversations. Uh, I, I hate to just burst back in, but I, uh, I was wondering if you might be able to enlighten me on something. Uh, are, are you familiar with an Apollo? You see Director Varela look up from her desk. First of all, Director Varela's quarters take up the entire side of this portion of the station. She has a window that looks directly out into the beautiful dark expanse of space that surrounds Beacon Station. The upper tower is also home to the operations dome. Up here, she has her own personal quarters that she uses that are expansive to say the least. You get this beautiful view and a very bright spot, like a close, like a, it must be a planet that's close by from the window. And you can see a few of the ships outside in station keeping with Beacon Station. It's a beautiful sight and slightly distracting as you're talking to her, kind of glancing over her shoulder. She <coughs> looks at you and says, What? Apollo? Yes, Apollo. Does that hold any sort of significance to you? Maybe. She stands up and moves over to the mother computer console. And you see her type in, Mother, what is Apollo? Mother sends back a reply. You see the words appearing across the screen and you hear Mother's voice say, please specify. Uh, she immediately reaches down, starts typing in. There's a long pause. Readouts start coming back and there's a bunch of explanations. You see mythology you see the various forms of mythology god of the sun you see all of this stuff just start to flood back and uh she just shakes her head and she says i don't know it, it looks like and then she pauses and she squints as she leans in and she goes oh no Cut to the door <laughs> opening to the cargo deck. The door opens up and the lights in here are flickering. The red spiral just, <laughs> you can see on your EV suit display immediately indicating that there is a low pressure alert. And indeed the temperature down here is negative 14 degrees Celsius and dropping as it hits negative 15. It is quite dark. You see in front of you 
it looks like there is a series of metal doors that are half open and then doors to cargo bays that are open. There's also, uh, to the right of that, you can see an entryway that has a large window, an expansive window that fills up the wall that it's installed into. And on the side of it, it has written in multiple languages. You can read uh, workshop slash engineering, engineering shed slash tools and multiple languages written across it. You can also see to the right of that, it looks like there is a secondary door. You can't really tell what it says from this angle unless you move around the column that the lift is located on. But uh, according to layouts, that should be the medical center. On the left, taking up a large expanse of this bay are the huge cargo bay areas that are located down here. Giant cavernous cargo bays that are large enough to house shipping cargoes from all across the sector of space and beyond. There is also what looks like an, art, an airlock access port down here for cargo bay deliveries. Uh, that door is open. Looks like the access junction to the cargo uh, or to the airlock access is currently wide open. There is a light that is flashing, flickering through here. You can also see in front of you the door that is also partially open says Colonial Marshal's office. It looks like it is slightly open. And Marani goes, it's not the way I wanted to see my office the first time, but here we are. Quick question. Is the light that's flashing also yellow? Yes. Okay. And... For those of you who are now down here on the deck, you can actually detect a faint sound. For those of you not immediately in an EV suit, Isaac, it sounds like a a vocal computerized voice that is looping something over and over. But it is heavily distorted, like it's coming through static. Where are the others going? Are they all following Marani to the to the marshal's Nobody's... office? Have people split off yet? Not yet, no. Everyone's just kind of standing in the mouth of the lift. Alright. I'd like to clear that way, if that's alright. Sure thing. We got your back. To the colonial marshal's office? No, to the recorded voice. Okay. The recorded voice, as you try to triangulate where it's coming from, you move a little closer to the Colonial Marshal's office and then swerve a little to the right and start moving towards the workshop. You begin to realize it's coming from one of the overheaded, overhead sound systems. It sounds weak and staticed. There is a metal desk on the sides of one of the walls. It looks like it's been overturned. And of course, papers are scattered everywhere, Isaac. You can see the Siegson logo on a few of these, but mostly papers scattered everywhere. And as you get closer to the sound, make me an observation check. Oh, I'm bad at that. <laughs> I'm bad at that. Okay. 
You can't make out what it's saying, but it sounds like it's an automated alert coming in through the wall. Okay. Hmm. I'd like to swing by the airlock access, if I can, just to make sure that everything is secure. Um, I, I know that if something were very insecure, we'd know about it very quickly, but I believe I heard you say that door is open and it's dangerous for that to be open. Yep, it's one of the three doors leading into the airlock. It's the initial room. You start heading in that. What's everybody else doing? Um, I'm following Isaac, but I do want to do a general visual sweep of the area we're in now. Okay. Make an observation check. Okay. Oh, and do I add a stress die? Yep, you add a stress die to every roll you make now until that stress as point long goes as away. I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. One success, two success, three success. Three successes. Did you roll a one on the stress die? Did not. You, you did not? Okay. Martha, glancing around this area, the cargo bay looks like this place has been looted. It looks like someone's come through here and taken things. Things have been smashed, overturned. You glance inside the Colonial Marshal's office, and you can see little flecks of ice that have collected in the air that are kind of drifting around, which makes you believe that, like, the low pressure in here mixed with the falling temperatures is causing some of the moisture to collect, and it's literally kind of snowing a little bit. There's these little bitty flecks of ice that are just kind of drifting through the air. Glancing inside... You can see what looks like the interior of the Colonial Marshal's office. Lockers that have been opened, desks and computers that have been overturned, papers everywhere. You can see the cells down here, the brig, essentially, have also all been left open. Glancing oh. to your left, you see access to the main and secondary and tertiary cargo bay. Your instinct tells you someone's been in here and has ransacked the place. But you rolled multiple successes. You glance down. You take a step back. You focus on it for a moment. Your blood nearly turning the temperature of the air around you as you identify what looks like moisture, water that's frozen, probably brought down here from the decks above a boot print mm. looks new hmm. okay now at about this point Isaac specified that they were going over to the airlock access and you said you were going to follow but first you were going to look around yeah Isaac is now headed over to airlock access. All right. Um, I follow behind Isaac and just to the group, I say, this place looks ransacked. And um, I think whoever our friend from upstairs, the water friend is, they were down here recently. And then I, I'm following behind Isaac. Okay. I have my pistol out again. Okay, your pistol's out. 
But Ronnie also has her pistol out. The airlock access door is open. There are five EV suits lining the walls. And Isaac, you can detect a high-pitched whistling sound at the very end of the corridor. Uh. It's very slight. The decibel range is almost, would almost be difficult for humans to detect. I wonder if that means they opened the airlock. I wonder if it isn't... I have a couple questions. The first is that I've gotten EV suits from C deck, and I've got and I've seen the EV suits on this deck. Are any missing? Make an observation check. Oh, I'm not good at those. I'm not good at those. You count five. Okay. It looks like there's five alcoves hmm. for EV suits. That's all of these so strange. They don't usually like doing uh, even number or odd number things. Oh well, I should have said that was odd. Uh, I'm going to go look and see if there's something stuck that's preventing the closure of the airlock access. What's everyone else doing while this is happening? Uh, when Martha split off with Isaac, uh, I think Tig would have then just kind of instinctually then split with uh, with the marshal. Just okay. so everybody's got somebody on their back. And I don't think she yeah. has, like, her pistol out or anything. Like, I think it's strapped on her side, but she's, you know, in, like, ready mode. I think she's just kind of waiting for, I don't know, orders from the, the marshal or, or something. But I think she's, whatever the marshal needs a hand with, that's kind of what, I think that's the kind of mode she's in right now. Okay. Marshal's just not saying anything, and she's just looking around constantly shifty-eyed at this point it sounds to you looks to you like martha may have put her on edge with the observation that martha had discovered this boot print mm. isaac you move over to the end of the airlock make me a heavy machinery check The interior and exterior portions of the airlock look like they've been slightly damaged, like they've been forced. It would suggest it looks like on both sides, from what you can tell. Your first instinct is when you see the damage to the interior, you activate an external camera. You can see on the outside as it flickers to life through the static of the screen. It looks like the airlock on both this side and the other side have been slightly damaged causing containment issues. You were correct. It would appear that this deck is slowly decompressing. Martha, make me an observation check. And uh, also, at this point, everyone is together again because she would have definitely moved back around to see what was going on with the airlock. Uh, go ahead and make me a, an observation check as well, Tig. No difficulty on this one? The no minus? No. Okay. No minus. Okay. One success. No stress. 
no success, but no stress either. Okay. Martha, glance around. You can see Isaac looking puzzled by the state of the airlock door. You look to your left, Martha. The EV suits, it's, it is weird that there's five. They mm. are normally in odd numbers. And you mm. freeze. The fifth suit has a head in it. It's gazing back at you. And it lunges. The EV suit steps off the panel and just goes, you require my assistance. It raises something over its head. I need all of you to roll initiative. Oh, Jesus. Roll uh, a D10. You roll one D10. Oh, one D10. Let's see. You, normally you would use cards and aliens. Since we're not using a VTT, we're just going to roll a D10. And tell me what you all get. Three. Eight. Eight. You want higher, by the way. <laughs> you don't add anything to initiative, right? Nope. Okay. Sam, you're on a... I'm on a Isaac's one. Isaac's on a one. Yeah. Martha, you're on a... What was that? Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Martha, it's got a maintenance jack in its hand. It's a 50-pound tool that is on one side of it is a hammer, and the other side is a giant wrench. It is designed to pry open cargo bay doors, airlocks, you name it. This thing could kill you. It swings, and it barely misses as you leap backwards, just making a whooshing sound that you can hear through your EV suit as it nearly clobbers you with it. This thing steps off and just <laughs> unable to connect to Apollo. It raises it up again. At about that point, you hear the director going, come in, come in, team. Are you down there? There's, there's a synthetic. It's got to be a synthetic. There's, I think there's a working Joe down there. And you hear Mirani say, yeah, no shit, director. We're going to the next round. That's going to be you, Tig. This thing just tried to bludgeon Martha to death. Yeah. yeah. As it Aww. steps off. Oh, good golly. Um, what's around me? <laughs> well, you are in an airlock. Yeah. At the end of this corridor is a window. Isaac and a door that's suffering a minor breach. Mm -hmm. There are environmental suits to the front left of you. To your right, it just looks like there's a couple of lockers that have been sealed closed. And then behind you, of course, is the rest of the deck. Mirani is just behind you. Okay, so this, you said this has been like ransacked, look like it's basically been like flipped. The deck has, yes. The deck has. Is there like detritus around in this area at all? In the airlock, no. Okay. Did he come out of, like, a cabinet or just, like, a, a groove, like a, 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 a... He was literally standing next to the EV suits like a statue. Yeah. 
there were four EV suits. There were five EV suits, but a failed observation check didn't actually pinpoint that one of them wasn't an EV suit at all. Yeah. It's a working Joe, a Seekson model synthetic working Joe, and it just tried to kill. To give you an example, a description of what this thing looks like. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying is, to orient in, in, in world stuff. <laughs> that's okay. It's, hum, it's humanoid. It stands roughly six feet tall. It is clearly synthetic. It has grayish rubbery skin, dead looking android styled eyes that just glow with a bright blue coloration. And it is bulky, like it is wearing a working suit that looks very similar to an EV suit. It does have a helmet on, but the helmet itself does not look like it is functioning in any way. Judging from the fact that it seems to have a crack in it and the thing inside does not require any environmental containments. <laughs> uh, okay. I. <sighs> oh, that reminds me. You just all witnessed a crew member get attacked. Oh. So I need you and I need Martha to gain a point of stress. Sweet. Okay. So you are going to add another stress die to all of your rolls. I had specified that I did not have my pistol out. Does it take an action to arm yourself? It's a fast action to pull your pistol. So you can pull your pistol and open fire, but you won't get to aim. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Let's go. Yeah! You yeah. jerk the pistol out of the holster. Go ahead and make your, your attack. Okay. So, first shot of the game. So, the way this works is you are going to roll ranged combat. Now, your pistol, I believe, gives you a plus two. I believe so. So add plus two base dice to the roll, plus two stress dice nice because dice. you're at stress two. I am. Okay. And this. You are actually at engaged range. So, so that, is that is going to. You makes it are harder? going to. Yes, that's going to. Hold on. Let me just double check here. Uh, ranged combat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Demi playing. I love hot links, and I love just being able to click on rules. Engaged range, you are at minus three Jeez. to the roll. So you subtract subtract three dice from your Yikes. base dice pool, not okay. your stress dice. Cool. All right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Tell me if you roll any ones on the stress die. Um, one six and one stress die one. One stress die one. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Do I have to roll for pa panic? That's correct. Okay. So now we have to make a panic check. Sweet. So this is how this works. In keeping with what's going on, as long as you keep your stress in check, if you roll one or more ones on your stress die in a skill roll, if that happens, you cannot push the skill roll, and instead you have to roll for panic. Mm -hmm. So you're going to roll a d6. Mm-hmm. And add your stress level. Now, if I remember correctly, though, you have nerves of steel. I do. It's a minus two. So you're going to subtract. So you're just going to make a D6 roll here. Okay. Um, actually, you can skip making the roll yeah, because think... a, result, a result from one through six means you keep it together. Yeah. So, yeah, then automatic. Yeah, she automatically is mm -hmm. chill. So you auto, you're automatically going to keep it together the moment you spook when this happens. Uh, so you're going to open fire on this thing. I just need to double check one thing here. I think we had just um, determined that it didn't seem like you added stress after panic rolls. You don't gain any more stress yeah. for just for failing a panic check mm -hmm. unless it specifically leads you into getting an effect on the table. Yes. If you if you over go over six on the panic roll table, then that's when you start getting more stress. 
Um, but what I need to do is check to see as long as you keep your stress in check, you can use it to your advantage. But if the tension grows too strong, it can explode, sending you into a wild panic. You need to make a panic roll when the following thing happens. If you roll a one on the stress die, if that happens, you can't push the skill roll. And instead, you roll for panic, which you manage to succeed. Uh, so you, Okay, so then what I'm going to say is you are going to be... Okay, so you're actually going to be able to complete your action then. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is going to affect damage. And I got so one regular success, so... One regular success. So mm -hmm. what is the damage rating on the gun? One, I believe. One? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you hit... Bam! Panic overwhelms you. You manage to keep it together as the adrenaline surges into your veins. Just thinking quickly, you pull the gun out as this working Joe tries to kill Martha. You pull the gun out and squeeze off around. At close range, it would leave anybody's ears ringing, but... At this particular moment, Isaac, you whirl around to see what's happening and notice this working Joe has just stepped off and has attacked Martha. A gunshot rings out. Next action. Scaling all the way back down, that is going to be the detective who is also going to pull her gun and open fire. Fuck! Fuck! She is also going to hit the working Joe. Bam! Bullets slam into the body of the synthetic. It doesn't seem to notice or be affected, but you do see the sputtering of the, uh, of the fluids required for the synthetics to operate, spattering out onto the, the outward-looking, uh, this bulky suit that it's wearing. That's going to be her action. Now we are at Martha. What are you doing? Okay. Action. So, um... How is it oriented towards me? Like, I imagine it's I dodged you. out of the way. It's still facing me? It's okay. facing directly at you. It doesn't even turn to acknowledge the two people who just shot it. Oh, it's just coming after me. Okay. I want to try to disarm it. Okay. So, in order to disarm it, you're going to have to roll multiple effects on your close combat roll here. Okay. So, for a close combat check... If you're making the attempt to disarm, this would be, let's see, grappling, shoveling, shoving, shoveling, retreats. Um, let's see. Yeah, the only way you're going to be able to attempt to disarm this thing is you're going to have to make a close combat check against it. Okay. So, drawing a melee. Uh, hold on, I'm just going to look at any special rules here. Um, okay. Winning close combats. Blocking. You can use mobility instead of close combat if you want to dodge. Obviously, you can also make the reduced... Okay. Signature attack. Close combat. Looks like it's a stunt on close combat. That's what I'm reading, too. So you'll have to make a close combat check. And stunt means... Uh, it means you'll need more than one success. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So close combat. Uh, let's see. Blocking is a fast action. Okay. I'm going to attempt to block. Okay. I'm like, I don't think I have anything I can use for this. No. And don't forget to add your stress die. Oop. 
I will roll that now. Two. Yep. You have two extra dice to every roll. Oh dear, no successes and one stress. Okay, then we're gonna roll on the panic table. Okay. No successes? No successes. Okay, it didn't roll any successes either. So you reach for this heavy object and grab at his hands and the thing just raises the thing up over its head like it's gonna strike you again. Roll a d6 and add two. Tell me what you get. Okay, roll one d6 and add two. One d6 okay. and add two. Five. You are gonna panic. Your five stress plus two or five total? No, five total. Yeah. Five total. I rolled oh. a three on my d6. Oh, okay, good to know. Then you okay. do not panic. <laughs> you managed to keep it together. <laughs> yeah, so uh, with a five, you managed to keep the fear from bubbling over Martha as this thing raises its over, raises its arm over your head. You're still gripping his forearm. You just let go instinctively, actually, realizing sorry. its strength. Yeah. Can I clarify? I wouldn't have lunged for it because I'm holding a pistol. I would have probably like tried to kick it out of its hand. You mean do like a, a like a sidekick, like a high sidekick? Yeah, just like try to kick its like wrist or its hand to like put pressure on it to make it drop it. But okay. it didn't. So succeed, a quick... But I wouldn't be holding onto its arm. Like I wouldn't want to stay close to it. So there's a quick thudding noise as your combat boot connects with its wrist. Yeah, that's but I gonna know it bring. Drop it. That's gonna bring us to you, Isaac. I need to restrain it so it doesn't hurt Martha anymore. So, I'm also going to make a close combat check for Grapple. Okay. He needs to stop. He can't hurt Martha. If you grapple your opponent as a stunt, you'll need more than one success. Mm -hmm. But yep. he's already attempted to block, so he's not going to be able to do that. Okay. This time. Um, three? Three successes. You lunge behind and wrap your arms around the working Joe. You actually manage to keep it from raising this thing over its head. You all watch the incredible strength of Isaac as one synthetic grabs the other synthetic and just grips him. You just hold him there as the grappling attack. The working Joe just goes, damage to seeks and property is prohibited as it continues to try to. Uh, uh, oh, are we, are we still in combat order? Yes, you're still in combat. That's actually going to take us back to the top. Because uh, uh, Isaac was the last to go. Yeah. Uh, may I use my second stunt uh, to knock a weapon or other object from my opponent? Yes. I'm going so to do that. Thank you. You grapple this thing. It just starts to try to bring the hand up. You see this thing in its hand, Isaac. And taking a moment, you let go of one arm. As it raises it up to try to kill Martha again, you just simply reach up and grab it. And it brings its hand down with nothing in it. Holding on to it, you manage to actually outstrength the working Joe, just ripping it out of its hand. And Martha, you feel the, 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 you can hear just like the whooshing sound as this thing brings its fist down right in front of your face. Whatever it was holding would have impacted on the top of your helmet. Nothing happens. Um, so he is disarmed on his action. Damage to Beacon employees is not permitted. All right. That's going to take us back to the top of the round. At the top of the round, he is going to attempt to break free. When grappled, the only way you can perform an action or is an attempt to break free, which is a slow action that succeeds if you win an opposed close combat check against your opponent. He's trying to break free, Isaac. So that's another three on the opposed. Okay. I roll, I also roll three. <laughs> that's amazing. 
I wonder, hold on, I am actually not familiar with what happens when you tie your roll. Mm. And who does it go to? Does it go to the defender? Does it go to the attacker? I think we should find out. Um, now seems like a good time to do so, I would say. Tie, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see here. Oh, boy. Okay, so. Everybody's okay. fighting for their life, but I'm going to come. Yeah, you're office. just topside, kind of like. <laughs> Yep. I'm fighting um, for something much more important. I'm fighting for Martha's life. Oh. <laughs> and Reg is upstairs with a cat. Hanging out with Mr. Impressive. Okay. So a tied result is the same as neither had rolled any successes at all. In the, okay. Okay. So you basically, your successes are canceled out, their successes are canceled out, and nothing changes. Then they don't have a success, so... They don't have a success, and... He wants to break free. Uh, Isaac, this thing is strong. And you feel your arms going... It's, you're being pulled away. It's actually... It is competing with you on its level of strength indicating to you even further how dangerous this thing is going to be if it breaks free as it starts to slowly pry your arms off. You all watch as this thing is prying Isaac off of it, but they're deadlocked at the moment. That's going to be his action. It's going to be you now, Tig. Okay, now that I'm no longer the one who has to react first, um, I, 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 uh, uh, Tig's going to pull out her surgical kit. Um, it's going to run up to immediately, like right in immediate range with, with Isaac and, this, and, this, and, and uh, say, how do I calm it down? Engineer? How do I call them down? Paperclips cause a hard restart? I'm gonna let that- if they direct me what to do, I'm gonna try to use my surgical tools to see if I can, like, power down or... Make a heavy machinery check. Or no, this would actually be make a comm tech check. Okay. Can I get a bonus from my surgical tool? No. <laughs> the moment you reach out and touch this thing, you realize its skin is made out of thick rubber. Wow. Okay. It's not even imitation. It's just a thick coating of rubber. Okay, calm tech. And I still have What if two. you're not calm? calm. I, Sam, um, am not calm. I'm going to add a a penalty to this a negative okay. one die penalty as this thing is struggling with isaac right now okay do i get any assist your... from isaac being no. able to direct me no okay no isaac's literally using all of their actions uh don't forget to roll your stress dice with every yes roll. yes yes <sighs> no successes one stress one stress okay but i automatically succeed my panic roll I still only have two stress dice. It's true. You have not gained any more stress. So just so long as you don't keep gaining stress. And right now, things are under control. So right now, everything is okay. Um, that's going to be your action is you're trying to get access to try to find out okay. where do you access this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this thing is just bucking. Isaac, you know, is strong. 
Isaac is a synthetic. You watched Isaac do some pretty impressive things already, but right now this thing is contesting Isaac, and it is jerking around left and right. As you reach up and touch that, that rubbery skin, you just hear this automated voice in monotone say, why not ask me about seeks and safety protocols? As you touch it, and just, it pivots <laughs> say, and looks at can you. Can I say, can you tell me about seeks and safety protocols? As a, part of, as a reaction. Sure. Um, at that point, we're going to go to the next round of combat, which is actually... It, once again, it is going to be the marshal, and you can see that she has no idea what to do. She's holding her gun, but Marani doesn't open fire. She goes, do something before it kills somebody. And she's going to hold her action. <laughs> um, the next action up then is after her. That is going to be, uh, that's going to be you, Martha. What do you do, Corporal? This thing is trying to break free. It looks like it's locked on and wanting to kill you. Um, what does Martha know about? What would I know about since? Would I know anything about them? Seeks and working Joes. They are not known for malfunctioning like this or becoming murderous. In fact, Seeks and working Joes, one of their pride and joys out of Seekson, is that you can always tell when a working Joe is a working Joe and not masquerading as a human being. It's a rather mm. vicious advertising campaign that they have against Hyperdyne and any other systems that are making synthetics. All you know is that they are designed for basic level, like monotonous hard labor. They are designed to do all of the tasks that um, are not made for human beings. They are not, they are not very sophisticated. They have very baseline intelligence and problem solving abilities, but for the most part, it is essentially a dynamically programmed murderous automaton that is currently trying to kill you right now um i would like to see if i can figure out where it's power where where power it, where turn make off com make a contact check <laughs> okay hardware hardware right or uh, battery it, it, battery this is hardware yeah yep. but i'm not using my device because ah yeah, there's nowhere uh, to plug in. But I still will get a plus two. Oh, wait, no, this is not a door, so never mind. I won't nope. get a plus two. Um, nope. Okay. One, two, three. Get a plus two stress dice. <laughs> yeah. You get plus two stress dice. Not my favorite kind of plus two, but oh, well. One, two, three. Five. And then one, two, three. And then one, two. Okay. Okay. Whew, okay, no stress. And then okay. one, two, three success. Three successes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're going to have to cut this thing open. You're going to have to get through the suit that it's wearing. But yes, there is an there is an access port on every Seeks and Working Joe. You would know this. Working Joes are not uncommon out here on the frontier. They're typically found on Seeks and stations. It's known where to deactivate them and you are an expert at this you know exactly how to switch this thing off sweet but you're gonna have to pull a you're gonna have to cut into it and get into that and guess get what's into right its... next to you i have my surgical <laughs> tools <laughs> it's it's gonna take more than a scalpel you'll need yeah. a combat knife or something to cut through the you're gonna need something to cut through that thick looks like oh it's not armor knife? but it's almost like an ev suit that it's wearing i think i have a combat knife you should. It should yeah. be standard issue. Guess what's okay. in my surgical kit? Mechanical cutting torch. Eh? That'll do the trick. <laughs> all right, we'll use that. <laughs> okay. So she's got all of her tool, her tool kit out. So if you, you can yeah. grab what you need from it. 
Thank you. Okay. I where where on it am I cutting? Uh, on its left side. Okay. So you're actually gonna have to get on the other side of this thing where Isaac towards the airlock. All right. So I will slither over there. I'm gonna you put my pistol away. <laughs> uh, its um, eyes follow and, you. Its head just goes, just follows you around. Okay. Okay, dude. That's just okay. You require uh, my assistance. Yeah, power down. Do you just take commands? That would make this a lot easier. Every step of the way. <sighs> take the me mechanical torch and I start cutting into it. Okay, um, that's going to be a couple of actions because it's going to be a fast mm -hmm. action for TIG to actually get you that and then you're going to have to use your action next round to start cutting into this thing. Okay. Um, that is going to take us down to Isaac. And at this point, I do want to point out that on the comms overhead, you're hearing screaming and shouting. You've heard two shot gunshots ringing out. And nobody is answering as, as the director is going, what's going on? He said, oh, oh no, once I told you about Apollo and then people start shooting. What, what, what is going on? We've got a rogue synthetic, probably left behind from the f previous Sikhs and staff. I need a report. What's going on down there? Nothing. Just shouting and screaming. And you hear, hold it, hold it. You definitely hear Marani screaming, fucking turn that thing off. But what? no one's responding. How's it you knew you had a rogue synthetic and it just now came to mind? Nobody knew it was down there. All right. What are you doing, Isaac? Are you just going to continue holding it? Uh, is there anything... Is there anything else that I can do? There's no shortage of things I'm interested in doing. Um, I'd like to, from within the grapple, ideally adjust to increase Martha's access, but also right now... Right now, it's angled so, worst case, like, she is toward the airlock. I'd like it to be angled so she is toward the door, so that if the worst should happen, I should be able to pull him away toward the airlock and anyone could take a clear shot without risking hitting Martha. Okay. Just because you are trying to be situationally aware here, do be aware that there is also the possibility of penetrating the airlock door with a gunshot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it that will be a slow decompression, not a, a rapid everything mm -hmm. goes horribly wrong. And I, everybody's equally, in EV suits. Everyone, yeah. everyone alive is in an EV suit. Um, I, basically, sure. gunfire can go terribly wrong. Ricochets can happen. I want to maneuver the Joe into a mm -hmm. position where... If someone gets hit, it is a synthetic and not okay. an organic. Um, and so ideally, if that isn't its own action. Um, you don't have to roll because it needs to roll against you to break out. So this action, simply declaring that you shift, you slide your feet to the right, you pivot to the left. And Martha, just as you're getting positioned, you see Isaac look at you and kind of shake their head as they suddenly turn, indicating, no, I'm getting you away from the airlock door. Isaac turns and pivots, and you just kind of follow them around <laughs> as they angle a little bit more towards the other side. 
this working Joe is still fighting Isaac, and it could break free at any moment. May I make you a command roll on it? Uh, sure. What is your? What are you attempting? You are overdue for scheduled maintenance. Please power down and accept scheduled maintenance. Um, I don't want you to roll for that because following the rule of not having you roll too often when it's not necessary. The working Joe simply replies, with Siegsen, there's someone behind you, helping you every step of the way. Um, I've never worked with Siegsen. I've never read a Siegsen manual. Um, I don't know anything to, uh, keywords for Siegsen maintenance. That is going to be the end of your action, then. And we are back to the top. At the top, the mm -hmm. working Joe is going to attempt to break free from you. Okay, um, okay. All right, roll your dice. <sighs> May I take a please help, oh goodness, please, 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 oh God, help, D8? A hope die. Yes, Yeah, indeed. that. <laughs> we have incorporated the support of our auxiliary crew. And we are implementing, very similar to as we did on Ember Squad, a very similar set of circumstances to which you can actually call upon the support of the Ox crew. In this case, I'm allowing this to happen as a expenditure that does not refresh, As just so the, you all know, the expenditure of these dice do not refresh at the end of every game. They only refresh at the end of every chapter of the story so that everyone is fully aware you can call upon these dice to use in desperate situations, but they are a limited resource. How long is a chapter? Just for my own recognizance. Is that like three episodes? Is that six episodes? Is that 12 episodes? That will be up to you all. Okay, then I will forego. to complete a chapter? I don't. So if, I, do if, I, if I don't have a number, I, I can't in good conscience deplete a pool of... I have... Do you know how many potions and consumables I have by the end of any given video game? Roll your dice. How many of these hope die do we have? One. Ten. We have ten. You have ten. Mm -hmm. You got one success? Yes. It breaks free. It goes... <laughs> immediately just forces your arms off of it. This thing just pushes you back, Isaac, and you go slamming against the hull. <laughs> um, as it's fast action, it whirls around and notices that it cannot see. Uh, it notices that you are still holding its object. And it is going to immediately turn. Muted. You're muted, Caitlin. Oh, sorry. I was like, didn't, didn't they drop it to the floor or did... There's either no. knock or pull. Isaac's holding it. Um, oh, they took it. Okay. I, I thought I said knock because um, I didn't want to near me, but I also have a it, maintenance jack that it could interpret as having been its. It's dark okay. in here. So it's I'm fine with it's, it. Okay. It's all narrative. So if it's on the ground, it's on the ground. That sure. works fine. You've smacked it out of its hand and it's laying on the ground. In which case, it's going to use its fast action to pick it up. So it's going to take one lunging step forward, reaches down and picks it up. That is going to be its action. Uh, it is now going to be your action, Tig. Okay. <laughs> um, is there a, a mechanical way in which I can set up Martha to make her job easier? Like, is there a way I can save a 
the thing to assist or do I have to like how would you do that okay that's okay there's a rampaging synthetic in front of you that is strong enough to fight off Isaac this is true what would you like to do uh gosh this is not her kind of combat um even know is there are there held actions in this game Mm -hmm. like can can i go later in the in the you can but it 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 permanently resets your initiative i don't think i care that much um but you could switch initiatives with somebody if you wanted to i have an idea would you like to swap initiative spots i guess (laughs) okay or I could so just call in- out to you. I, well, it's not yeah, my turn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. is ta- is ta- talking is communication a free action or? It's not a fast action. You can just do it. Okay. Oh well, in that case, I'll say. Uh, I I I wanted to actually make a quick look around to see if there are cables or wires or something that's pull outable, like that. There's Cable certainly cables up in the ceiling. Whether or not you have the strength to dislodge them from whatever they're connected to is a totally different matter. You're not sure okay. if you'd be able to just pull it. They're not exactly plugged in. They look like they're part of the cu- the like the cable network that runs through the yeah. top of this corridor. Yeah. Well, my thought, Martha's going to say, trip it? We could try to trip it. Okay. That's my idea. Okay. Okay. Uh. That's a close combat check, and you simply have to be able to score one more than one success to knock it down. We're next to a bunch of suits of the of the Enviro suits. It, there are four EV suits currently lining the left wall. You said they're kind of they're like more like skin skin tight. They're they're not like ri- as super rigid. They're, they're a like little diving bulky. suit style or uh, not quite as. But they're they're a little bulky. They're like the suits you're wearing basically. Yeah, yeah. Like when we put them on, I understood it to be more like a like a tight. They're fitting. not as bul- It's 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 form fitting, but it's not like NASA spacesuits. Yeah. They're, yeah. But, like, is it a malleable material? Sure. Yes. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to tear one down and see if I can, like... I don't know, I don't know if I'll be able to get those wires from up top, but I can... Sure as I'll take one of those. And I'm just going to... I'm going to try to tear one down and see what I can do to use it as a long strip of fabric and try to, like, get it around... Uh, uh, the, like, like, clothes... Or, like, a uh, uh, clothesline. <laughs> or get it... At least get it around and torqued and try to, like tourniquet style around both legs and see if i can yank (laughs) yeah i mean it's basically like pulling a canvas suit that's got pockets and velcros Mm -hmm. and all sorts of oh yeah pull it off it's easy enough to pull that right out of the alcove the helmet just kind of rolls to the floor as soon as you pull it out of the alcove tank you see the gloves also clatter to the floor the boots remain in the alcove but as you pull this thing out you now have this suit uh it is long enough. It looks like it's big enough to accommodate somebody who's maybe about six feet tall. It's long enough to possibly get on the other side, but you're going to need help if you're going to try to use this as some kind of rope to get around him. This is true. Their focus is, like, entirely on Martha, right? Like they At the moment, like... but they, they have not. It's, I mean, at the moment. Okay. Oh, God, yes. I don't even know. Uh... Yeah, I don't to ref- know. To reflect the panic and uncertainty yeah. of the moment. Yeah. 
No, I'm just gonna. She's just gonna go. I think she's just gonna grab it down, do kind of like a knee slide down at like where it is, like at at, at like a lower angle, and just uh-huh. get it wrapped around and hope someone else is gonna be able to to finish this action. Make a combat check. Close okay. combat check. Close combat, and then two stress dice. Two stress dice. Real quick question: the communication yeah. that uh, Doc is hearing, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. They can hear him, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I try something uh, once this is done? Sure. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I would. Oh, go ahead. That's two successes. <laughs> That's two enough. Success. You need you need a stunt die mm-hmm. to get the to get the grapple and the shove down. If you need, if you're trying to to activate that. So, in a rather brazen, rather bold act, you see Tig just pull as a fast action, pull this suit out of the alcove for a split second. Mirani looks utterly baffled by whatever it is you're attempting to do, Tig. And as you kind of straighten this suit out and lunge for its leg, Mirani goes, oh, come on! As you lunge down and grab at its legs and manage to wrap the front part around it, this working Joe doesn't seem to really register what's happening. It notices you by looking down. You wrap this thing around it. We're gonna turn it in style this like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you... (laughs) This thing takes a step forward and starts to pivot towards you, Tig. Like it sees you coming and it tries to like compensate by lunging after you. It raises its weapon high and you go for the legs. It falls over, <laughs> slamming into the grating down onto the ground. And it just says, you will require my assistance as it slams into this grating and making a heavy thudding noise. Uh, you've got it grappled to tie this thing up and keep it grappled is going to be a whole nother yeah, matter. Yeah, I'm not but the one to do that. To drop it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's going to be. I'm emergency triage. That's all I got. <laughs> that point, Marani holsters her gun and lunges forward. She is going to tackle this thing and dogpile it. She puts all of her body weight on top of the weapon, putting your knee down onto the wrist of this thing and going fuck and just holding it there. She's going to make a... Actually, she doesn't really have to make a close combat roll. She is going to just dogpile this. It's prone, and it's currently grappled on the ground. Uh, that's going to be her action. Um, so now I'm going to let you do what you were... What were you going to do, Albright? Uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna, I'm going to use the command uh, skill for the give okay. orders ability. It says, in combat, okay. as a slow action, you can bark orders to another character. They must be able to hear you. Even if via comm radio, roll a command for every uh, success, they get a plus one modification to their roll. Okay. So what basic, are you ordering them? Basically, he's, them? basically he's going to say, don't worry about the fact that it's a synthetic. It's got the same weakness as every other humanoid shape. Joints, uh, joints is what you want to go for. Uh, and that's going to be to Isaac. Isaac, I need you to lock it down just like you would lock down any other human. Uh, and uh, that's the uh, command. Yep. Uh, I'm rolling six. I have five in empathy, one in command. Okay, make your roll. Uh, that is two. That is two successes. Okay, and so that's a three on the stress. Okay, so Isaac, that's going to give Isaac what uh, bonus die? You uh, got two successes, plus, so one bonus yeah. die. Plus two. Modif- uh, is it for every success you roll, or is it every success you roll after the first? For every success you roll. 
Okay, so Isaac, you're going to get plus two die to try and depend this thing again on your action. Um, okay, so that's going to be your action then, um, in which case that's going to bring us to Martha. And I saw your question there, Martha. Yes, not, that's not correct. Uh, well, yeah, I, I yeah. saw that in the book, so. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so. What are you going to do? This thing's on the ground. There are two people on top of it trying to hold it down. And you can hear Doctor coming through on the comms. Did it fall on its front front or back? Uh, it's fell on, it's on its, so it's on its back right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. On its back. Okay, that changes things. Because yep. um, it pivoted to face the incoming attack and then it fell backwards. And then Marani got on top of it and has currently put her knee on top of this thing's wrist. And it's bucking her. Like, just with its arm, it's causing her to bounce up and down on the deck as she's trying to hold its arm down. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start cutting. Like, just okay. got to get in there and turn it off. Uh, make your roll. And um, what is this to cut into it? So we're going to do something a little different here. Normally, this would be a close combat check because you're stabbing at this thing. It is prone, however. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you, in this instance, to get through the suit and to get into the uh the skin of this thing you're gonna need to make i'm gonna have you make your comtech roll for hardware and i'll let you add your bonus plus two for the knife while it's okay. being prone all right cool um is the because i already actually do get a plus two on a hardware for my tools so okay. is this in addition to that do you mean for your tools no, yeah because you're just using a knife you're not using your tools Mechanical cutting torch, or did you find a knife? I was well, using the cutting torch. Okay, so you're not using the combat knife you mentioned in chat. You're using no, the cutting no. Torch and also, I have electronic tools, which is what I get the plus two for. I'm using the mechanical torch, though. Okay. Okay, so you're going to use the torch. Um, you don't have to if it's easier to do other things. <laughs> uh, I feel like the torch will be the easiest. The electronic tools is not... I don't know if that's cutting stuff, so... So yeah, I think this is probably the best thing. Well, this uh, so is content. to gain, this is literally to gain access mm -hmm. to what you need to, because when you gain access, you'll be able to use your electronic tools to plug in and deactivate this thing. Right, yeah. So this is literally getting through that. Just cutting, okay, cool. Yeah. So that's just a straight ComTech for me with my mm -hmm. stress. And no stress, two success. Okay, I rolled its armor check because it is wearing that thick spacesuit. However, the torch burns right through it. So right. it's an unusual roll because normally this would be close combat, but I'm letting you use your ComTech because this is surgery. If you are trying to deactivate this thing without destroying it or harming it, then you're having to be very careful because you're using a torch, mm -hmm. which means you run the very real risk of incinerating whatever control circuits on the inside of this thing, as well as most of the suit that it's wearing. Um, as you activate the torch, you see the flame go and sputters a little bit from the, uh, from the environment that it's been activated in. However, this thing is designed to work in zero G. So the moment that you get this thing up and running, you press it up against and you all can see the searing as the side of the suit splits and the rubber splits and fluid bursts out as you just cut into the side exposing okay. the interior circuitry. You see some sparks fly a little bit, which was inevitable because you're using a cutting torch on this synthetic. Um, and next round, you will have full access to the off switch after a successful roll. 
That is going to take us down to Isaac. I've been ordered to joint lock it, so I will joint lock it. Isaac, this thing very much has the capacity to throw everybody on top of him off. As you charge forward, you grab hold of it. Go ahead and make your close combat check and add plus two dice to the roll on top of the command check. Two. Two successes. You lunge forward and grab it. You hold it down. It just continues to repeat. Damage to seeks and property is prohibited. It is held in place now. I'm glad this isn't going to scare you. Next turn. It's action. It is going to go. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. So I'm going to have anybody who wants to resist this roll. I think that's going to be you, Isaac. So why don't you make your close combat check to hold this thing in place? You're going to get uh, a bonus of plus two dice because there are two people helping you. Thank you. One. You managed to hold him down. It just keeps trying to get that tool up over and over. Why not ask me about seeks and safety protocols as it tries to get that thing raised above its head? Um, that is going to take us into the next action, which is going to be Tig. Tig, oh. Martha has got this thing split open. It looks like she's gained access to something that looks vital on the mm -hmm. side of the seeks and working Joe. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to see if, like, since uh, they're pinned, if I can get another few torques around on this like twist I've got going and try to like mm -hmm. pin like the knees together like at the knees together and just sure. like to get a better grip I just to help I don't know if that's yeah. a help action or what but yeah make I'm just a close combat down yeah make a close combat check and add an additional two dice to whatever okay. you're rolling already Sweet. and then plus my two stress yep okay close combat two help that's two successes and no stress okay points. you managed to tie the leg of that suit to the arm of the suit just and remembering your military <laughs> ties you just wind that thing up and tie it its legs go you just seal it together and tie the thing up you managed to get the grip on there good it is secured that is going to be your action the next up is uh marani and Marani notices Isaac holding this thing down by the joint, and she gets on the comms and says, Doctor, how is a good fucking call? Isaac's got this thing pinned. We're going to be okay. All right. Stand by. Oh, everybody's all right. If you could just yell your status, it would make us feel real good over here. All good, Doc. I think we're... No problem. No problem. Not um, out of the woods yet, but we will be. Which, Martha, make your contact check. Okay. So, let's talk through this. So, contact. Sorry, I got real New York just now. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you can use your electronic tools for this. Okay, cool. So, basic contact is this plus this. And then the electronic tools is another plus two. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, I'm like literally running out of dice because I also have um, this stress dice. I need 
I need more, more D6s, okay. Every day I say to myself, <laughs> I need more D6s. Okay. Oh, come on, baby. There you are. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. No stress. No stress. No stress. No stress. I see one. Okay, no stress, first of all. And okay. then. Do sixes on stress die count as successes? That's correct. Haha! <laughs> then I have two successes. You connect in. You see seeks and access immediately pop up on the screen. You look at the root menu. You all see Martha just tap a couple of buttons, and a few moments later, the working Joe goes, Biohazard detected. Why not ask me a bro? And it goes, Good going, Corporal. Thanks. Holy, you just fuck. Up, up on the screen, it just says, Standby mode activated. And the light just goes, blinks out as it shuts down. Tig just falls back into her, her haunches off of like the, the tense position and goes, everybody good? Everybody okay? Marani leans back and goes, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm good. Whew. Hey, Tig, nice shooting. That was good. Try not to do much of it, but when someone's taking a swing, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna Isaac? look at Isaac and ask. Um, I'll kind of like put a like pat pat the knee of this working Joe. Uh, can, we, can we help them? Is that? Are we keeping it? I don't know. You're the it's engineer? a hazard to crew. But I mean, is it just sick? I don't know anything about. Does it just need some help? Marani. Just raises her hand and says, I say we just leave this thing shut down until we can have our comm tech here take a good look at what went wrong. Shut down and maybe uh, restrained, contained somewhere? Yeah. Just in case. We and can then take you the central processor outside outside the rest of its shell. I like that. Yeah. You hear Varela in the comm say, is anybody going to tell me what the fuck is going on? Oh my god. <laughs> Martha does exactly that. She has that outburst and then she covers her mouth. <laughs> like all good down here, director. Uh, restrained. Everybody's catching their breath. We'll be I back found up. out why I make people uncomfortable. There's a silence, and Varelli says, "Well, I'm happy to hear that, Isaac. I'm glad that we both stopped a murderer, and we all learned a little bit about ourselves today. Get this thing topside. Leave it shut off." Are the comps still open? Not if you don't want them to be. <laughs> Martha wants to, say, wants to say something. You flip off your comm. We stopped a murderer. Marani goes, I know. I know. The credit should go to the doc. Right? I mean, I more than she did. <laughs> I think at this point the doc is getting a little salty with the director. <laughs> the director is leaning back in her chair in her office right now, just going. And she gets on the comm and goes, Preston, they got it. It was a working Joe, a malfunctioning working Joe. They're going to bring it topside. 
you hear the reply from Preston just going, well, that's good news. We should probably make sure there's no more of them lying about. Yeah. She flips it off, and she looks over at you. She looks at you, Doctor, and she just says, Skylar's lucky to be alive. Yeah. How many working Joes can we account for here in this station? There should be zero, she says to you. Zero. Well, that's a mighty big oversight. And when I said Apollo, you seem to understand that, that there would be one. Because Apollo is the name of the mainframe that is the... The station came with an Apollo mainframe. We had to rip it out so we could reinstall the mother. So do we have an inventory of what the station held before it became our new home? I would very much like to know what else might have slipped in the crack. So now you're finally catching up to why I'm so pissed off, Doctor. Being we don't know, and I haven't had access to the lower parts of the station because I'm shorthanded and, and Wayland Yutani left me with nothing. I'm underpowered, I'm understaffed. They gave us junk. We can complain or we can do something about it. Agreed. So, is there a manifest or any sort of information that we She's... might be able to pull from this working Joe? From this working Joe that we just captured? We didn't, we didn't know that there was to be a working Joe. Now, I don't know much about how these synthetics work, but if there's any sort of network that they're connected to, we might be able to see how many people or how many working Joes were on that network, which would give us some idea as to what we might expect in the lower levels. I'll ask the corporal to look into that, Doctor. Thank you for the suggestion. I'm more than happy to help here at Beacon. But being a doctor doesn't mean that my job starts when people get hurt. It starts at making sure they don't get hurt in the first place. I'm happy to hear that. I'll let you know if I need anything else. Well, I, I am going to need something from you. She quirks an eyebrow and says, oh. I'm going to need approximately 15 minutes of Mr. Uh, of the young Mr.'s time. <laughs> I'm sure something can be arranged. I need it now. He'll comply, believe me. He likes being picked up. Good. And he's gonna walk over to the kitty and go, is it not right with you? Kitty just looks up at you, kind of does the step in place and just watches you for a moment. Alright. And you pick up, completely limp in your arms as you walk back towards the medical bay. Um, doing so, she gets back on the comms and radios down to the team one more time and just says, Good job, everyone. I'm glad no one was hurt. See you when you get topside. And cuts off the comms. Doc. 
Daka's just making a beeline to Taylor like I told you I got a surprise for you. And that's that's it. Okay. I'd like to take the paramedic aside real quick, Finch. Ah, hey, what's up? Um, there. Just... Paperclip. Just underneath the skin. If you didn't know what to look for, you might have missed it, but you think you see the faintest hint of a blinking light underneath the layer of skin, synthetic skin. Thank you, Isaac. Pretty strong. How's that yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, okay, can y'all stop commiserating? This thing weighs a fucking ton as Marani is trying to pick it up off the floor. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Alright, let's get to it. <laughs> we better help her. I think it's only 250 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, as Isaac just reaches down and just <laughs> um, Every time. what you all discover as you leave the deck this working Joe has removed every single lighting fixture and has accumulated them in cargo bay 2 secondary cargo bay most of them are damaged but they are piled up in the center of the cargo bay there is no logic to it at all. There is no reason to it at all. You also discover that this working Joe apparently is responsible for some of the damage done to some of the pipes in some of the doorways that you all came across. But you managed to get it back into the lift. And possibly, if Martha is capable of accessing its data core, you might be able to repair this. But for now, at least, Beacon is finally in a position where some work can get done without risk of death. Now, the real trial starts. And that is where we are leaving tonight's episode. And that actually completes our first chapter. <laughs> well, there's our answer. <laughs> like I said, like I said, each ah, chapter depends on you. It's a gamble. So <clears throat> you managed to <laughs> subdue. I I was genuinely worried about how that was going to go because I didn't know who was going to attack, be attacked first. But I have to tell you, as your GM, as the game mother, I was relieved when it was Isaac who entered the airlock first. <laughs> because if there is one person that would have been able to withstand having to deal with him, it was going to be Isaac because his stats are comparable to Isaac's. So I it noticed. Been very bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would have been very bad. Why do you think I went in the, in the absolute scariest place first? You go yep. in the scariest place first and then something will jump you and it won't jump other people. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for joining us for episode two of Beacon, the second part and final chapter of The Dark Tower. Please join us next Monday night as we start the next chapter of the story of Beacon. There'll be a bit of a time skip and we'll see how the station has been putting things together now that the lower levels are no longer a mortal threat to anybody Haunted. who goes down there to try to access them. Until next time, my friends, sleep well. <laughs>